folks. Welcome again to the needgod.net live stream. We are indeed live at the moment. And um, what do we do here? We share the gospel with strangers on the internet. It's absolutely amazing. You get to be a fly on the wall. Hey, we'll answer your questions. So if you're in the YouTube uh, chat, you need to subscribe, by the way, to do that. Um, then you can ask a question, put a cue at the start, and it will get answered during the stream. We're going to have a segment where we're learning about the Bible, memorizing scripture to song. It's awesome. And there'll be a Kahoot trivia at the end. Uh, what can you do? You can be praying for us if you're a believer. If you're not a believer, then start believing today. And by listening to the stream, you'll share, you'll learn, sorry, how to go about that. Um, if you're not part of a good local church, then please, that's a priority. Uh, find a local church to be part of. I'll be reading your Bible every day, and we offer free training. Paul is a machine, and he seems to be constantly training people, and we would love to train more people. So come and join us. Message us on needgod.net, seven on Instagram, and needgod.net on TikTok. All right. That was a speedy run through because you hear that every day for the regulars. So let's welcome the team. G'day from Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. Hello from Ryan. Hello from Machine Paul. No chatters in vain. Hello from Ruben. Hi from Cursa. Greetings from the greetings in Christ from a wretched sinner. A wretched sinner called Harmony. Uh, yeah, all glory to God. So I'm going to pass it back to Harmony now because I think she's starting us off. So over to you, Harmony. Amen. I meant to say a wretched sinner saved by grace, but yeah, thank you, Glenn. <laughs> Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day, uh, another day that you've given us, and Lord, may we just be using every moment of today to try to reason with people about you and just trying to glorify you in any way, and may we just remember that this place is not our home and that there is no chat in vain, that you are sovereign, and Lord, we thank you so much in advance for providing our need and helping us in this process. So Lord, may we just rely on you, not get overwhelmed, not get anxious, and just just try to reason with people today. And may many come to hear and understand and trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Good team. All right. Let me just figure out how to share my screen. Here we go. Also, if my screen freezes today for any reason, I know that my brothers and sisters in Christ have my back. So um, we don't know what God has in store, but we do know that his plans are good. So let's just keep going. All right, let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Our body gets decomposed. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? No. Why not? Because I don't need to. What makes you think you wouldn't need to believe in a God? Because I don't need to. Yeah. But would you ever say that the house that I'm in had no builder for it? Could be. Well, what would make you think that there wouldn't be a builder for my house? If it was natural. Does anything naturally create itself? 
It does. What would you say creates itself? Everything that you see around yourself. Well, it except actually, which is man-made. Well, it didn't create itself. Um, it it had something outside of it to make it, and so wouldn't that be the same with our universe? No. Okay. Why Why don't you think so? Because uh, you need to study the Big Bang theory. Well, the Big Th Bang theory is a nice theory and everything, but there still has to be someone outside of the Big Bang theory to have made everything. And so well, there's research being conducted. Okay. Why don't we wait for that answers? Well, we can just know logically that there was a creator because everything exists. Same as like there being a builder for my house. It had a beginning. It didn't just make Did you house. see it? Did you see the builder? Well, I didn't I didn't meet the builder for my house. Just like you didn't see the builder for my house. You didn't need to see him or meet him or look at the paperwork. You know there was a builder for my house because the house exists, right? No, because because that's what been fed to you. I'm because sorry. There's, because that's what been fed to you. No. You can just yes. you can just know that someone made it. Stuff doesn't make itself. And that's by your logic. If I say uh, there is a magnet, there is a North Pole and a South Pole. If I kept them uh, at a particular distance, they will attract each other. Will I say someone did that or did it happen on its own? I actually have no idea what you said in your example. Could you repeat that, please? Uh, magnets. If I have uh, two magnets, mm -hmm. if I keep them close enough and then they start to attract each other and then they fall into each other. Do you say someone did someone push them towards each other or did they happen on its own? Well, that would be the law of gravity, but we're not talking about the law of gravity. We're talking about logic. How do you know? How do you know that? What's what's the law, law of gravity? It says the law that of everything gravity that, is like what goes up must come down or uh, just. Yeah, just but more, more like that. But magnets yeah. and stuff, it, it in a way, you could probably find logic behind it. If you put them close enough, they're going to hit because they have the same like magnetic force, like a negative and a negative or a negative and a positive. But you can't, you know, and we can do, go down that lane, but we can know that there's a creator for this universe because the universe. No, because, yeah, because that's what you, that's what we have been told to think about. No, if I'm, you I'm not I'm not okay. going on what we've been told. I'm talking about logic. Logic is a yes. great tool for finding what is truth. It isn't something that's taught by people. It's just common. Um, what is it? Common knowledge. Just like common knowledge is always passed on. Common knowledge is always passed on. For example, uh, when you don't know certain stuff and people try to form uh, associations between them. For example, if someone at, in the olden times, they never knew that it's going to rain when you see the dark clouds, but there's an association. Every time you see the dark clouds, there could be rain. Hmm. That's right? an inter interesting concept, but I can't say that I quite agree or understand it. But we can know just looking at everything that exists here on Earth, that there's nothing that's been created out of nothing. We have exactly nothing. because that's what we've been thinking for time since ages, because we always think there has to be something to create something. Well, we have That's no important. evidence. We have no evidence of nothing created. Exactly. And so no, it's, not, it's not what's been passed down or anything. It's just that there's no evidence of nothing beginning nothing or nothing. But there's also, anything. sorry about that. There is also, but there is also no evidence for things being 
uh, not like things being created by someone. There, there actually is. There's factories no. where people have created like T-shirts and chapstick and um, tape dispensers, like anything you can think of. There, it came exactly. from a factory, but from a maker, and so that would even apply to the same logic of logic of our universe. The universe would have to have someone way and in, more intellectual than someone that would make a car or someone that would make whatever, because the universe is way more complex than our own thinking. And so since, since there is a creator for our universe, do you think the creator cares about how we live in his universe? It depends. Well, I mean, it's I his know. universe, right? We don't know. What if he just created and left away? That wouldn't make sense, though, because everything's still working as if he never left. And if so I turn on a computer and if I turn on some settings and it's like add one, for like millennia, the software goes on and on, even if I don't look at it, as long as it has power. It wouldn't run on for that long though. <laughs> it would exactly. It would short out, but that's not what the creator does. Since rain still comes, since the sun still orbits around and the moon. What if the battery? What if the battery is still there? Maybe one day the battery would be over and we'd die all. Yeah. Again, that's off. that's an in interesting concept, but we still see everything being sorted out we still see things being taken care of seasons coming and going and it would prove that there is a universe maker and that he cares because he takes care of us in ways of helping our our crops and keeping things to keep um producing and stuff like that so yeah and so it would make sense that he would care because again we're living in his universe do you care about how people come and go inside of your house? Okay. Uh, dear Father in Heaven, we pray for that guy. Um, I'm not sure if I really was able to reason with him as much, but it wasn't by anything I've done. May you use these things that we spoke about, and may he be really taking this seriously. May a seed be planted. May a rock be planted in his shoe and just may he be mauling over top of this and thinking on it. Um, yeah. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Uh, I try to go over the laws with them. <laughs> okay. But we kind of get, uh, okay. Yeah. Father, please save this next person. If that would be your will. Hey, I have a question for you. What? What do you think happens to us after we die? I don't know. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? No. Why not? Uh, cause I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't believe there is one. Okay. And so would you say that there isn't any evidence for you? Or is that why you would say you don't believe or? Maybe. Like, I feel like there's something, like, I feel like there's a higher power, but I don't believe it's, like, just specifically God. Mm. Like creator? Like a creator of our universe? Um, I guess. Yeah. And so creator just means God. A, a lot of people pin God to, like, religion and stuff. But all God means is creator. He started the universe, made it. And well, I don't, I don't believe it's specifically, like, God 
like as as like like god god like i feel like there's something but i don't feel like it's like a, in a human form you know uh, well yeah the creator would be timeless and spaceless he wouldn't be physical like we are oh Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. Hey, well, first of all, how are you doing? Good. Hey, that's good to hear. Now, my question is very, very, um, it's a hard question. So what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Uh, gets into heaven. Oi. I don't really know. Okay. Do you think everybody goes to heaven, though? No. Yeah, I think so as well. And so how do people go to heaven? Hey, I have a question Hello? for you. Hmm. What do you think happens to us after we die? Mm, we just get fucking ass. <laughs> well, do you think you could take this seriously? Because we're all going to die one day. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so would either of you say that you believe in God? Yes. Me too. And so based off of how you've lived, do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it 100% honest. I believe in him, but I'm going to get punished. I deserve to be punished, too. Have you ever lied before? Yes. Yeah. yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yep. Yeah, me too. And what about have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? No. I actually haven't done that. I'm not the seal. Even if it was something small like someone's food? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've done it, too. I've done it, too. Yeah, and so if God would just look at these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? Guilty. Yeah, and so since we've committed crimes against him, should we be rewarded or should we be punished? Punished, but if you give your faith to him, he forgives. Well, before we get the forgiveness, we first need to know why we need to be forgiven. And so would that punishment that we deserve look like a place of heaven or hell? Probably hell. Yeah. Would you say that that's scary? You're going to make me cry. No, no, no. Because it You're might cry. <laughs> well, take this seriously. Right? I, actually, I actually do have good news for you. <laughs> hey, I have a question yeah. for you. What? What do you think happens to us after we die? Good question. Yeah. What do you um, think? I'm religious, so I think we go in heaven. Do you think everybody goes there, though? No. Yeah. Bad people. Good. Go hell. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, would you say that if you would die right now, how sure are you that if you die, you go to heaven? Uh, 50, 60. Okay. Why would you say that amount? Because in my early days, I've done some bad things, bro. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've told a lie before. Would you ever say that you've told a lie? Mm, not occasionally, but yeah, once. Yeah, I think. at least once in your life. I have as well. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yeah, once. Yeah, me too. Twice. Wow, that's that's not much as much as I have been angry with people. But yeah, I've been angry too. Have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? No. Even if it was something small like food or downloading music that you didn't pay for? 
no wow okay well would you say you've ever told like you've ever swore before yeah yeah me too and so if god would just look at these things right now are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws guilty yeah and so since we've committed crimes against him should we be rewarded or punished for our crimes he's a god that does not punish well i think well does he send everybody to heaven no no where's the other place that people go if they're not going to heaven hell yeah and that's the place that god has for punishment just like we have prisons here on earth that's a place of punishment for those who have done bad hell is the eternal place that god has set aside for those who have committed crimes against him does that make sense yeah yeah and so what would that punishment that we deserve look like would that look like heaven mm, no no it would look like hell right and so would that concern you that that's what we deserve if we die today i mean we chose that we've done that so you're right you're right but since we are still alive and we haven't died yet, how do you think that we can avoid going there? Um, praying. Okay. Praying's good to do, but let's say you committed five crimes here in society and you're standing before the judge and you say, judge, I'm guilty of committing these five serious crimes. I deserve to be punished, but please forgive me. Do you think he'd ignore your crimes and let you free? Mm-mm. No. And if he would let you go, would he be a good judge? No. No. And so that's the same thing with God. It's good to pray, but that won't get rid of your hell punishment. But what if someone would be willing to die and stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? If oh, I accidentally said die, but still. Um, yeah. Dear Father in Heaven, we pray for that guy. May he have had a Felix moment, but in a good way. Maybe as soon as I said that, he like got impacted with the gospel in a way like, oh man, that was Jesus or something. Um, but yeah, may he understand the gospel and come to trust alone in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I would say during the gospel. Hi, Tavi. Hi, Mariah. Hi, Caleb. Hi, Chris. Hello. I think I said Caleb. Hello, everybody in the chat. Anna Marie and Carissa. I don't know who that girl is. Nicholas and Meme 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 Mini. <laughs> Probably said that wrong. And Ulu Sulu. Ulu Sulu. You're going to have to remind me of that at the Bible study on Friday. Hi, we, we Genics. You guys have such unique names. All right. Let's keep going. Again, like Glenn said earlier, please be praying for us and with us. Be encouraged to share the gospel yourself, but also be encouraged to join training. Okay, I'm done talking. Hey, I have a question for you. What? Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? We get, we get, uh, either we get punished in our grave or we don't. You get punished in your grave or you don't? You so I'm sorry? Yeah. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? 
I do believe in God. Me too. And so do you think based on how you've lived that you deserve to be rewarded or punished by God? Yep. Well, which one? Wait, what? No, I mean, I don't know. Oh. We have a question for you. Hey, what do you, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Depending on what religion you are, depending on what different beliefs you believe in. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? Yeah, we're Christian. Yeah, me too. And so, really? Yeah, absolutely. And so, I I do have a question. How sure are you, ladies, that if you die right now, that if you die, you get to heaven? Well, depending on how strong your strength is with God, and depending on how much you actually believe in Him. Um, with me, I go. I'm part of four different church activities through the week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, would you say that you're a hundred percent then? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What about you? Well, I don't really go to church. Okay. Well, I would say that I deserve to go to hell. And I would, I'll tell you why I've, I've told a lie before. Have you ever told a lie? Yeah. Everyone tells a lie. Yeah. I've at least, yeah. I've at least told one lie. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yes. Yeah, me too. And what about, have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? No. Even if it was something small, like food or like downloading music you didn't pay for? No? Okay. Well, have you ever said a swear word before? Everyone has. Yeah, me too. Me too. And so if God would just look at these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? Guilty. But if you confess to God and if you pray for him to take away your sins, then he will forgive you, which makes all of us end up going to heaven if we repent. Yeah. So before we get the forgiveness, wouldn't we first need to understand why we need to be forgiven? Yes. Yeah. And so we'd be guilty. Would that look like we deserve to be rewarded or punished for our crimes? Punished, but God doesn't punish us because Jesus took our sins when he died on the cross. Well, does God does God let everybody into heaven, though? Majority, if you believe. Yeah. And so what does that punishment look like that we deserve? Would that look like heaven or hell? Heaven. Well, I mean, not including Jesus right now. Since we're guilty, we deserve to be punished. Did If someone commits crime in society, do they get tickets to Disney World? If you pay for them, then yes. Not if you know you deserve to be punished, right? By the law. If you break the law, you get punished by the law. Yes. Yeah. And so we break God's law. We deserve to be punished by God. And so... Okay. Well, let me see. Where are we at? I guess it's either false ways or law. So I'll go to false ways. said they were Christian. You guys can recap with me. They said they were Christian and that they had to do things and go, whoa, to church to go to heaven. Heaven also mentioned repenting. All right. I don't know if I prayed for them. Probably not. But dear Father in heaven, we pray for those girls. Uh, May they be humbled. 
may they come to understand that they deserve help, but it's not by doing things that we can accept your gift because it's free. And um, yeah, may they come to understand the gospel, the good news of a free gift offered by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to get some coffee. Oh, hey, Alfie. Hi, Wyatt. Hi, Mr. Elias. Hello, coffee. Okay, let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What do you think happens to us after we die? Oh, this is a bot. Yeah. No, I'm not a robot. What the fuck? What? Wave. What? I'm not going to wave just because this is a weird site and people ask you to wave all the time, but my name's Harmony. What's your names? Huh? My name is Harmony. What are your names? Jack. Jack and off. (laughs) Seriously, though. Can you have a serious chat? Zach. Say your name. Timmy. (laughs) Zach and Timmy. It's nice to meet you guys. Um, what do you guys think happens after we die? We are reborn into a new body and wonder the same thing. Okay. Do you believe in God? No. Why not? Hey, I have a question for you. Yes. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? ¿Qué pasa cuando nosotros morimos? We, uh, wait, wait. What? No worries. Wait. Take your time. Uh, we reborn. A reborn. Okay. Do you believe in yes. God? Uh, no. Yes. No. Okay. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Um, how well are you in English? Are you okay in English? Maybe. Just a little bit? Okay. Are you yes. are you okay in English? Yeah. No. No? Okay. Do you guys have Instagram? Yes. Okay. I want you to send a message so we can communicate through there, okay? okay. Uh we have we have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Discord. So send a message, okay? Okay. okay. All right. What were your names? Yellow, Benjamin. Yellow and Minkamin. Benjamin. Benjamin. Uh, oh, Benjamin. Benjamin. Okay, nice to meet you. I'm Harmony. Uh, yeah. Okay. Send a message. This is very mucho mucho in importante. I'm not good at speaking, yeah, but yeah. it's very Benny, important. It's okay, it's okay. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. Hello. Hey, my question is, um, what do you think happens after we die? I'm trying to have a vocal chat. So are you able to talk? Okay. Um, Yeah, so check us out, needgod.net. This is very important. Uh, You don't know when you're going to die. So, yeah. Hope to see you over there. We have a question for you. Hello? Hey, um, I'm live streaming with a few friends right now. Are you able to have a vocal chat? Yeah. 
Okay, my question is, what do you think happens to us after we die? Uh, reincarnation. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? Um, if you're referring to, like, God and, like, the Lord, I do not. I'm actually Buddhist. Okay. I just mean, like, a creator for our universe. Yes, I do. Yeah. And so, do you, do you think the creator cares about how we live inside of his universe? Yes. Yeah, I would agree with you. And so, of how you've lived, do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by the creator? Um, I feel like based on certain actions, I deserve to be punished. But based on a good majority of my actions, I should not deserve to be rewarded, but just be like not punished. Because in order to be rewarded, I feel like you can go above and beyond. Mm. Okay. It's really hard to make a difference. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. Um, I would, I'm sorry? Uh, I didn't say anything. Okay, sorry. There's like an echo on the end, so it's really hard to decipher. Um, but, but yeah, I would say I deserve to be punished by the creator because I've told a lie before. Have you ever told a lie? Yes, I have. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yes, I have. Yeah, me too. And what about, have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? No, I have not. That's one of my main rules. I don't steal. I don't take from others. Even if it was something small, like someone else's food? No. Wow. Unless, unless they gave it to me, I don't take it. I always ask before, and if they give consent, then I take it. Wow. That's that's really nice of you. Um, have you ever swore before? Yes, I have. Me too. And so if the creator would just look at these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? We are guilty. And that's why I said for some of the things we do, we should deserve to be punished for it. And I feel like and the karma law and the reincarnation law and everything, it's based on your life and of how good you did overall compared to how bad you did. That's what you get reincarnated as, right? So I feel like, and then the karma law, I feel like everything that you do wrong comes around in your life. And it punishes you in a certain way, mm. kind of related to the same aspect of what you did wrong. For example, if you lied about something, right, something would um, that seemed to be true for you would fall under false pretenses and would affect you negatively. Interesting. Um, but since we do deserve, like, since we have committed crimes against the creator, we should be punished, right? Yes. Yeah. And so since... Since the creator is eternal, there's no beginning to the creator or no end to the creator because the creator exists outside of time and space to have made it. The reward and the punishment for the, from the creator would be after we die because he'd be judging us on how we've lived. And so would that punishment that we'd all deserve look like a place of like heaven or hell? Well, like I said, reincarnation. So. Well, before before we move forward, though, we don't have any evidence of re reincarnation. Yes, but we also don't have any evidence of heaven and hell. We, act no we actually do, though, because we have it. In, we have a evidence of a creator logically, and we have morality here in the world. And so, even though we ourselves are corrupt, we still have a sense of morality. We have a conscience. We we know what's right and what is wrong. And so we've gotten that for, from the creator who made us because he's intellectual. He's given us intellectuality. And so going on to reincarnation, first of all, there's no evidence for that. 
it's not logical. And also, if you can't remember your past life to have like karma to like learn the lesson from how you lived your past life and you don't know why you're in you know, the body that you're in now, how are you learning a lesson if you don't know? That doesn't make sense at all. That is true, but I feel like that's just what I believe in. The reincarnation. Well, yeah. I mean, we can believe we can believe anything in this world, but don't you want to stick to what is true? I do. Yeah. And so since all of us would deserve to be eternally punished by our creator, that, that should concern you, right? You wouldn't want to spend a place taking your punishment, right? Yes. Yeah. And so since you're still alive, how do you think that you can avoid that punishment? By doing the right thing. Does that work in society? Judge, I'm guilty of committing these five crimes. I deserve to be punished. But look, I did the right thing in another aspect do you think the judge is going to ignore your crimes no but i think it's it's a it's a kind of a different situation well the creator is all like perfect and so he's all just he's all love he's all forgiving but he doesn't contradict himself otherwise he wouldn't be perfect and so since he's 100 percent just He's not going to just ignore our crimes by trying to do good, even though it's good to do, just like it wouldn't work in society. Ultimately, it wouldn't work with the creator either. He's given us, again, that example with how the law is here on earth. And so since that doesn't work, can you think of any other way to avoid your punishment? No, just take the punishment. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what the result would be. But what if someone would be willing to stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? If they do that, is there anything left for you to take? No. No. And so where would you be able to go if you have no hell left to take? Heaven. Yeah. And so there is someone who is willing to do that for you. And that's Jesus. That's why he died on the cross. When he was dying on the cross, he was taking the hell punishment for people so that they wouldn't have to take their hell punishment. And so where would you be able to go because of what Jesus did? To heaven. Yeah. Now, he offers this gift to anybody as long as they're alive for free. But if you would die today not receiving this free gift from him, who's left taking your hell punishment if he isn't? No one. Well, it would be you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so how you receive this free gift of him taking your punishment and giving you his reward because he lived the perfect life is you just trust that what he did on the cross, that that's the only reason you could go to heaven and not have to go to hell. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. And so since you don't know when you're going to die, when do you think you should start trusting in Jesus as your only reason for going to heaven? Uh, I'm not really looking into converting. Well, and again, um, I get that, but it's, it's God who converts people, not me. But if you would die today not trusting in Jesus, who's left taking your hell punishment? Well, I believe I would be reincarnated, not go to hell, per se. So well, and, go ahead. Sorry. I said it's a little different for what I believe in. So I don't believe that there is a heaven and hell. I believe that I would go straight. Either you can go, you just be reincarnated. So I just believe that I would just try to do the most good as possible in order to be reincarnated as something better in the future. But again, there's no evidence of reincarnation, right? Yes, but that's what I believe in. 
you can, you know, you can believe it all you want. Just like I go commit five serious crimes in society and say, you know, I don't believe there's a judge. I don't believe I'm going to be judged. I think that I'm just going to get away with this and I'm going to go splurge on things that I can't afford. Just because I believe that doesn't mean that that's true. You don't want to be facing your beliefs on a false reality. You want to stick to what is true. And so, man, I'd really encourage you to think about this because you don't know when you're going to die. And God has been more than patient with us, just holding back the punishment we deserve by letting us continue to live. Once you're dead, it's too late. And so I pray you would be thinking about this and taking this seriously because I don't know about you, but to me, your eternity is important. And so, yeah, think about it. Uh, what was your name? Todd. Todd? Ty. Ty, like uh, Thailand? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Ty. Um, I would love to continue on with you further, but I know that you're probably a little bit sold on what you believe right now. And so I'm just literally going to leave you in God's hands. And I pray that you would be thinking about this because this is really important. But if you do have more questions, feel free to reach out to us. All right. All right, cool. Thank you. Have a nice, good day. nice to meet you, Ty. All right. I'm going to pray for Ty. Dear Father in heaven, we pray for Ty. Um, I could have probably have reasoned with him a little bit more, but it just seemed like he was going to stick to his belief. Um, may I be further um, taught up and trained up better so that I can talk to someone who believes in these things. But Lord, I leave them ultimately in your hands. And so, yeah, I hope to see him in heaven one day, if that would be your will. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. Here's that encouragement button. I will save the world to come for one has suffered in my place. Now there is grace awaiting me, awaiting me. Judgment's done, atonement's made, the ransom's paid, no guilt remains. Now there is grace awaiting me, awaiting me. Praise welcome from the Father. It makes me think of, um, I probably got the verse wrong, but 1 Corinthians where it says, um, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So just leave them in God's hands. And, you know, I could have kept going, but I'm just going to, yeah, await the results. But he heard the gospel. Praise God. Let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? We have a question for you. Yo, what's up? Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? We're dead. Gone. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? I don't believe in God. Um, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, me too. And so... Yeah, he sucks my dick every night. Can you have a serious chat? Because you both are going to die one day. You don't know when. I really, I, really care, I really care about you both. And I don't so, give two shit about you. That's okay. 
But would you say that if God were to judge you right now, do you think you'd deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? Oh, in what I way? In what way? Shut up. Well, we, well, that's a good question. We do live in his universe, so we'd be under yeah. his laws. And so yeah. what would you say? If I saw God, I'd, I can't hold back. I'd just fucking give him a big-ass slop on the fucking lips. <laughs> All right, well, I'm live streaming right now. And Oh, shit! Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah? Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you think happens to us after we die? Uh, um, I don't know. Well, we die. We're not going to move. We're going to turn purple. Well, that's, and... that's if I don't die in a fire. You know, I might I might not turn purple because I'd be all crispy, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, but seriously, though, do you, either of you believe in God? Um, me, I think so. Yeah, I mean, what would you say, say is the reason you think so that you're not really sure that there is one? Um, I don't really like no, but okay. The house that I'm in, do you think that someone made it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would make you think that someone made it? I don't know. Well, it exists, right? It didn't just come from nothing. Someone had to have made it. And so mm. would you say that's the same with our universe? It couldn't just come out of nothing. Someone had to make it, right? Yeah. 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 And so do you think that the creator of our universe cares about how we live in his universe? Yes. Yeah, I would think so too. And so do you think if the creator would judge you right now, do you think that you've lived a life deserving of a reward or a punishment from them? Uh, a, no. reward. a reward? Okay. I would say I don't deserve a reward. Have you ever told a lie before? No. You've never lied ever in your whole entire life? Even one time? <laughs> I, so. I don't know. You better be careful because that could be a lie, right? But I, I've lied. I've lied many times. Have you ever been angry? Same, I lied for a teacher about the homework. Oh. <laughs> it was so hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy to tell a lie. Have you ever been angry with someone? <laughs> I'm guessing that's a yes. Are you? Were you angry with each other at one time? Maybe. Maybe not. Yes. Okay. Never, like, one time. <laughs> yeah. I hate her. He does not answer me. <laughs> well, yeah, I get it. It's easy to get angry with people too. Have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? No. No. School at some. Uh, what about taking someone's food that didn't belong to you? Have you have you ever taken someone's food that wasn't yours? Yeah. 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 I have too. And so if God would just judge us right now on these things, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? We'd be, we'd be guilty, right? We're not innocent. Yeah. And so since we've committed crimes against God, should we be rewarded or punished by God? Um, I think. Punished. I don't, I don't know. 
Well, let, let's think about I don't think I should be punished or rewarded. Uh, punishment or reward? Yeah, which one? I don't think I should get any of those. Yeah, well, think about it in this way. Here on Earth, if you go commit five serious crimes, do you get rewarded or do you get punished? Punished. Yeah. And so that's the same thing with God. We deserve to be punished by him because we've broken his laws. And so what would that punishment look like? Would it look like heaven or hell? That just escalated, um, right? Yeah, it would look like hell. Does that scare you both? Yeah, yes. you don't want to go there. So how do you think that you can avoid going to hell since you haven't died yet? Well, not breaking any rules. Yeah, but we're already guilty, aren't I we? I think I should be kind. Be kind? And God. Okay. Those are all good things to do, but does that take away the crimes we've already done? No. No. But what if what if someone was willing to stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? If they do that, is there any hell left for you to take? I don't I don't know. Well, if they stand in your place and take all of your hell punishment, there's nothing left for you, right? Yes. Yeah. And so if you have no hell left to take, where do you get to go? Heaven. Heaven, exactly. So do you know anybody that would be willing to do that for you? I would do that for her, but I don't think she'd do that for me. Oh, I mean, that's really sweet. But the thing is, we all deserve hell, right? Yes. Yeah, so she couldn't take your hell punishment. And even if you wanted to, you couldn't take hers because you deserve your own punishment. You need mm -hmm. to avoid your own hell punishment. But did you know that God made the way so that you could avoid hell and go to heaven? Did you know? No. Yeah. And so that's why Jesus died on the cross. Jesus taking the hell punishment for people. And so if Jesus takes your hell punishment as he dies on the cross, how much hell is left for you to take? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. And so where do you get to go? Because he did that. Amen. Heaven, spot on. And so if he offers this to you as a free gift, do you have to do anything to earn it? Well, if it's a free gift, I don't think so. It would only be like time for. Yeah, it's a free gift. And so how you receive this gift of him taking your punishment is you just trust that what Jesus did on the cross, that that's the only reason you could go to heaven. And that's the only reason you can avoid hell. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, awesome. And you both are doing so well. But what would happen if you died today not trusting in Jesus to do that for you? Who's left taking your hell punishment if Jesus isn't? No one. Well, wouldn't it be you? If Jesus isn't taking your hell punishment, wouldn't you be left taking your own punishment? Yes. Well, of course. Yeah. And so since you don't know when you're going to die, when do you think you should start trusting in Jesus about this? My 
world life. Well, you can't go back in time, but maybe starting right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's say today is the day that both of you, you're trusting that Jesus is the only reason you go to heaven. But then after our chat, you go do five more sins and die. Do you think you go to heaven or hell? Hell. Okay. Why hell? But if I do five sins, I would go to hell. Yeah. Well, how much of your sin does Jesus offer to die for again? All of them. All of it. So does that mean he just dies for only your past sin? I don't know. No. He also dies for your future sins, right? Yeah. Even the ones you'll do tomorrow? No. He does. If he dies for all of your sin, he dies for even the sins that you do tomorrow and the next years. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So what if you trust today, but then you go do a hundred more sins in the next five years and die? Where would you go? Well, God forgives all of our sins. So I would if God takes all of our sins now and I do more of them, I would go to heaven because God took all of them. Hey, you both got it. Good job. And so how sure do you think you could be right now that if you would die today, that you go to heaven from like zero to a hundred? How sure can you be? I'm like 82. 80. 99. 99. Okay. Why 82? Why 99? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not like pure innocent. Like, yeah, I've done some. So I guess like it's not from the perfect perfect score or it's not like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, I haven't done anything too bad mm. that I should go there. Yeah. You might think that, but did you know that one lie was deserving of hell? And it was one lie that nailed Jesus to the cross. We're guilty over and over and over again. We're guilty. We deserve hell because of one sin. Since God is perfect, his standard, he judges by his standard, which is perfection. And so we've all failed. That's why we need Jesus. And so how much of your sin does Jesus offer to die for again? All of, them. All of it, 100%. And so if he dies for 100% of your sin, can you be only 82% sure or 99% sure that you'd be going to heaven then? 99. You think 99? If Jesus dies for 100% of your sin, you can be 99% sure that you'd be going to heaven? Well, then I'd be 100. Awesome. Why? 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 Well, if he took all of them, then if I have done something wrong, she takes the sin of them. Yep. He dies for 100% of your sin, so you can be 100% sure. Awesome. Now, what about you? Would you say that you're 100% sure? Well, yeah. Awesome. Why? Well, if God takes all of our sins, 
he died for yeah yeah good job now if jesus offers to die for a hundred percent of our sin how much of our trust should be only in what he did on the cross well if he died for us so i think i should say that yeah yes yeah, shame exactly and so if someone comes up to you today and they say hey i'm going to heaven because i'm a good person do you think they go to heaven or hell well if they say they are a good person and haven't done anything wrong like never in their life then i'd be say they're going to heaven because jesus died for all their all sins yeah who were they trusting in though? Were they trusting in what Jesus did or were they trusting in what they did? Well, I think they are trusting in what they did. Yeah. And so if Jesus isn't taking their hell punishment, who's left taking it? The person. Yeah. Jesus didn't take. Yeah, you're right. They're left taking their hell punishment. And again, is anybody good? No. Well, no. We've all broken God's law, and that's why we need Jesus. But what if someone came to you both today and said, hey, I'm going to heaven for two reasons. One, because Jesus died on the cross for all of my sin, but also because I asked for forgiveness. Do you think they'd go to heaven or to hell? Heaven, because Jesus died for all the sins, and she asked for forgiveness. Okay. Wait, did you say hell? No. Oh, you said heaven. heaven. Oh, okay. Why do you think heaven too? Do you agree with what she said? Yeah. Okay. Again, how much of our trust should be only in what Jesus did? 100%. 100%. And so this person, were they trusting only 100% in what Jesus did? Well, maybe, yeah. Uh... Well, they said, I'm going to heaven because Jesus, but also because I asked for forgiveness. And so were they trusting only in what Jesus did or were they still no. pointing to what they did? Well, I think she's believing in what Jesus did and that she asked for forgiveness. So she has done something good. So it's not only Jesus. Yeah, but was asking for forgiveness playing any part in us avoiding hell? Well, if we get the forgiveness, I think she should not go to hell. Well, the thing is, though, the, we, we went back to that earlier, right? Judge, I'm guilty. I deserve to be punished, but please forgive me. Will an earthly judge ignore your crimes? Well, if Jesus didn't take them, no. Well, right now, I'm talking about an earthly judge here where we live here on earth. If I would go commit five serious crimes and then stand before the judge and ask him to forgive me, will he, will he let me go? No. No. And that's the same thing with God. Asking for forgiveness is good to do, but that won't get rid of our hell punishment. And so if someone is saying they're going to heaven because of Jesus, but also because they asked for forgiveness, they weren't trusting 100% only in what Jesus did. And so even though they mentioned Jesus, they didn't only mention Jesus, did they? 
No. No. And so where would they go since they weren't only trusting in him? Well, hell. You're right. What if someone came to you today and said, hey, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for my sin, but also because I go to church. Where do you think they'd go? Heaven. Why heaven? Because in church they talk about Jesus, how good of a person he is. And wow. Okay. But again, who were they trusting in for going to heaven? Were they trusting only in what Jesus did? Well, no, they were again trusting in the person who said that because she did that, that she goes to church. Yeah. And so does church play, going to church play any part in us going to heaven? Well, I don't know. Well, it's good to do, but it won't get rid of our hell punishment. We can go back to that court example and say, judge, I'm guilty. I deserve a punishment, but I'm going to go to church. The judge won't ignore your crimes, will he? That's the same yeah. with God. And so this person, were they trusting only 100% in what Jesus did? No. No. So where are they going, even though they, they trusted in Jesus 50%? Would they go to heaven? Well, if they trusted in Jesus and she, Jesus took all of the sins, well, yeah. Well, was she trusting in them a hundred? Was she trusting in Jesus a hundred percent? No, no. And so, if she, so Jesus offers to die for all of your sin or none of it. Yeah. And so, if you're not trusting in Jesus a hundred percent, where are you going? Hell. Yeah. What if someone said, "I'm going to heaven because of Jesus, but also because I share the gospel with people"? Where would they go? Heaven. Why heaven? Well, uh, because she, I think that she believes in God enough. Well, was she only trusting in Jesus? No. Yeah. And so would she go to heaven? No. No. Okay. I'm going to ask you one more in this, this area. What if someone says, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross, but also because I do good things? Do you think they go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Why heaven? Because she did good things in her life. But then I think uh, I changed my action to hell because she didn't uh, trust in Jesus 100%. Hey, you got it. You caught yourself on that. Good job. And so would you say, like, if doing good things and stopping doing the bad things doesn't play part in you going to heaven, why do you think you want to do good things and stop doing bad? Because bad things can hurt people and good things are like good to do. Bad things are bad to do. Yeah, you're right. Um, if a fireman would save you from a burning building that you could not save yourself from, how would you feel to the fireman who just saved you? Uh, thankful and uh, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go up to him and punch him in the face, would you? No. No, you'd want to thank because him. Because he saved my life. Yeah. 
And so how much more thankful do you think you're going to be to Jesus who takes your punishment and then gives you his reward? Uh, 100%. Even more thankful, right? Yeah. And so what would you want to do for Jesus because he saved you? Well, I don't know. Like, what do you want me to do for him? Yeah. Maybe go to church. Maybe read your Bible. Maybe share the gospel and do good things. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do these things because you're thankful that he has saved you, do you have to do these things to go to heaven? I don't know. Probably yes. Well, here, let's let's look at this again. Oh, I gotta grab my other picture. Excuse me for a moment. My pictures are all across the room. Okay. So what do we deserve for the crimes that we've done against God? A punishment. And what's the punishment we deserve? I don't know. Is it heaven? No. No. What's the opposite of heaven? Hell. Yeah. Now, what is the reason that we can avoid our punishment? Well, believing in God and not doing things. Okay. Was that working to get rid of our hell punishment, though? Let's, let's go back. No. Yeah, what was getting rid of our hell punishment? Um, or more more i'll change the words around who is getting rid of our hell punishment um jesus exactly and so if jesus takes your hell punishment for you do you have to do good things to go to heaven if he's taking your punishment and giving you heaven no, no but i think so Good things are still good to do. Yeah, they're good to do. Not to go to heaven, but because you are thankful that you're going there. Right? Yeah. So do we have to do good things to go to heaven? No. Do we have to get baptized to go to heaven? No. Do we have to um, ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? No. You're right. What about stop doing bad things? Do we have to stop doing bad things? Well, it's good to do, but you don't, I think you don't have to do that, but they are still not good to do. Yeah. Hey, good job. Now, what if both of you died today? I'd love to hear both of your answers. What if both of you died today and stood before God? And what if he asked you a really scary question like, why should I not send you to hell right now? What do you think you'd say to him? I'd say, well, she can, he can do what she wants, but I think I shouldn't go to because she, she, he took all my sins, and that I think that should be the reason I shouldn't go to her. Yeah, good job. What do you think? I know you've kind of been quiet for a bit, being distracted, but would you say you have an answer to give? Well, I shouldn't go to hell because, like, Jesus t took all of my sins. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, good job. Now, because Jesus gives us heaven as a free gift, do we have to, um, I'm sorry, since Jesus gives us heaven as a free gift, does that mean that we deserve heaven? Well, yeah, if he gives it to us. Well, just because he's given it to us, it doesn't mean that we deserve it. We will always deserve hell, but we can just be thankful knowing that even though we deserve hell, that God's been kind to give us a gift that we don't deserve. So do we deserve heaven? Well, yes. Do we though? No. No, we don't deserve heaven. We deserve hell. And we'll always, 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 we'll always deserve hell. And are we going to go there though because we deserve hell? No, because Jesus took all our sins. Hey, you got it. You got it. What if he would ask you, why should I let you into heaven? Why do you think he would, what do you think you'd say to him? I say you took all my sins and yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's all. That's the only answer to give. Good job. And so do you think either of you were trusting only in Jesus before we had this chat today? Well, I, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Well, believing in Jesus that he existed is good, but that's not playing part in you going to heaven because even, even, um, yeah, anybody can just believe Jesus existed, but it's trusting only in what he did on the cross for going to heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So before this chat, were you trusting 100% only in what Jesus did? Yeah. You think so? Well, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure, but I can think so. Yeah. Well, we could actually go back a bit. Whenever I first told you both about hell and how we need to avoid the punishment, you actually said, ask for forgiveness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so were you trusting in what Jesus did or were you trusting in what you would do? Well, I was maybe a little bit trusting in what I do, but I think I was trusting more in what Jesus does. Yeah. But if you if you're trusting in yourself even one percent, where are you going? Hell. Yeah. And so where would you have gone if you died today before we spoke? Probably hell. Absolutely hell if you weren't trusting in Jesus only, right? Yeah. Yeah. But where would you be going today if you would die? Heaven. Awesome. Why? Because now I trust in Jesus only. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. Just to check, is it our trust that is saving us? Or is it who our trust is in that is saving us? Well, it's not our trust for saving us. It's Jesus, uh, the trust we gave to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trusting in what he's done. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. And so, would either of you say that you have a Bible at home? We have, um, my mom has one, and we have, like, 
we were given at school like yeah we got in school like uh, uh a little like book that's a bible it has all the things it has uh, what kind of school are you going to um um I don't know well, it, they said it's all in Finnish schools that they give around uh, well in every Finnish school they give one oh, okay would you say that you're where you live it's more a lot of people believe in like Catholic or are they Christian or what would you say I don't think we have so many people that are not Christian Oh. That I think everyone's believes in God. Yeah. Well, again, yeah. anybody can believe there is God, right? But yeah. to trust only in what Jesus has done. And so, um, would you say that you've been reading your Bible? Well, when sometimes I really do read it. Oh, okay. Um, how important do you think it is to read the Bible? Well. I don't think it's too much important because it's again the matter of Jesus believing in what Jesus did, not uh, what I did reading the Bible. It's what Jesus does. Yeah. Well, you're right. Reading the Bible isn't um, like you do want to trust only in what Jesus has done, but the Bible, that's actually something that God has written down for us to read and study. Yeah. And so if God's written something down, isn't that important? Yes, it is. Yeah. And so would you say that you eat every day? Like you eat food every day? Yeah. 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 Could you imagine? Well, sometimes. sometimes what? Sometimes when I'm sick, I don't have the appetite to eat at all. Yeah. So, I understand that. Yeah. That's the last thing you want to do is eat sometimes. But um, yeah, do you think you could live off of a breadcrumb a day? Yeah. You think you could? Uh, breadcrumb, just a little piece of bread. You think you could live off of breadcrumb a day? Yeah. Wow. Well, I would say I can't. I think I have to have enough to sustain me, to keep me, you know, full and give me strength. If not, if you lived off of a breadcrumb every day, would you be strong? No. No. And so just like we need our physical food every day and not just a little tiny breadcrumb, we actually need to study God's word. That's our spiritual food. And it's actually more important than our physical food. So I encourage you both to get into your Bible, to try to read it every day if you can. And you wouldn't just want to live off of a Bible verse a day either. You want to study at least a chapter a day and read it every day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. Do you know where you'd start reading if you would open up your Bible? Um, I don't know. Probably like the first page or something. Yeah, you could start in Genesis. That's That's history. But I'm going to encourage you both to read the book of John. That's just so you can see what Jesus did for you. And um, just be yeah. refreshed and encouraged on what he did for you. Um, I'm going to share real quick. Where is it at? Um, where is it? I feel kind of old. Uh, there we go. I recommend you to start in the book of John. Um, and that's in the New Testament. It's in the second part of the yeah. Bible. Yeah, we were given that at school. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey, but you know, it's cool. If you both have a Bible, you can read it together and study it and talk about what it's saying. And that'll be awesome. Um, are either of you going to church? Um, we go with school. I don't really go much in free time. Okay. I go on like, like it, in here, it's not like that famous to go. Okay. Well, church is where you'll be able to hear God's word. You can hear it being preached and you'll, you'll meet with other Christians who can help you grow in your faith. And so that's very, very important. You want to make sure you go there and yeah, it's a good place to be. The the Bible tells us that we should be gathering with people that um, study God's word and um, love God. And so if you ladies are trusting only in Jesus today for your only reason to go to heaven and avoid hell, you're both actually going to be called Christians. That's, that's what Christians are. Um, yeah. But I'm going to share this with you because you want to make sure you find a church that is not closest to your house, but a church that's closest to the Bible. And so this link yeah. could help you both find a solid church in your area. Yeah. If, if that doesn't work, I'm going to encourage you to look up um, a Baptist church in your area. Maybe that might help. Or you can send us a message on our socials. Um, okay. Are you looking it up right now? Uh, I'm listing it up so after this we can go to look. Yeah. We okay. have actually in here close to us like two churches, but one is like very used right now, and the second one is like a very famous, yeah, some place that people go. Like, yeah, yeah. So just because see. just because it says church and a lot of people are in it, it doesn't mean that they're right on what the Bible says. And so if you would go to any any church, you can actually go onto their website to see what they believe. And if they say that you have to do stuff to go to heaven, are they teaching the right way to heaven? No. No. So do you think you'd want to go to a church that teaches a different way to heaven? No. No. So be very, very I want to go to a church that just tells you like this that it is not the what you do, it's what God does for you. Yeah, exactly. It's what he did. It's what he did on the cross. Spot on. Um, yeah. Would you ladies happen to have maybe TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Discord? Yeah. Do you have all those? Yeah. Okay. I want to send you our I want to send you our link right there. If you go to the website needgod.net, it's just a regular period in there. If you go there, you'd be able to see all of our socials, or you could just look up needgod.net in the search bar. But yeah, we we have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Discord. I'd encourage you to join our Discord. Do you have Discord? Um no, I don't I have. I don't have. Okay. Well, if you just go to our website, I'll share our website, the Discord links in the website. So I encourage you to join. Um, you'll have to fill out an application, but it's it's only so many questions just to check that you understood what you spoke about. But yeah. Yeah. What were your names? <laughs> I'm Kayla. Kayla. And I'm Cecilia. And I'm sorry, what was that? Cecilia. How do you spell that? That sounds so unique. Can you type it in the chat? And I ask what these names are for. Ah, Kayla and Cecilia. Right? You said what? Yeah. What did you say, Kayla? 
Uh, what are these names for? Uh, just so I could have your name so that I could just be praying for you ladies. My name's Harvey. Yeah. Also, we yeah. had such a great chat. I wouldn't want to ever forget, you know, your names and be praying yeah. for you. And hopefully yeah, maybe you might like pray for me too because I can always use prayer. <laughs> but yeah. yeah very oh, well, thank you. I, I Yeah, I like to um, be used by God so that people can be at peace with him through what Jesus did. And so that's what I like about my name is God can use me in that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, Kayla and Cecilia, do you ladies have any questions on what we've spoken about so far? Or any questions? You um, have? I have no questions. Okay. Well, if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on either of our socials. Yeah. But don't be a stranger. Feel free to reach out and tell us how you're doing. And it'll be good to see you. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I hope to see you ladies soon. If not, I hope to see you in heaven. Oh. I encourage you, last thing, last thing, I encourage you to think of your family or friends. They might be religious, they may not be religious, but whether they are or they are not, go ask them, why would God let someone into heaven? You want to make sure they're trusting only in Jesus, okay? Yeah. All right. I, I encourage you both, all right? Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Praise God. We're going to hit the button and then we will, I'll pray and then we'll hit the button. Dear Father in heaven, we praise you for that chat with Cecilia and Kayla. May they be genuinely trusting in you and may I see them one day in glory. And yeah, I praise you for that chat and I thank you for giving me the strength to go through. And yeah, we leave them in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for your prayer. Praise God. That was awesome. And yeah. thank you guys for the encouragement. Oh, sorry. That was good. I mean, it's good hearing how you went so well with them and they're very open-hearted to the truth. That's lovely. Praise God. Answer to prayer, huh? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hey, thanks for that harmony and welcome everyone who's here today. Good to have you here in the chat. Those who've made some comments. We've got Sky Fox there. We've got Follow the Way, Nicholas, Craig from across the ditch in New Zealand. Uh, we got Noah, we got uh, Carissa there, Caleb, John, Olusia, and Evan, Trevor. Good to have you guys. We're going to get into your questions. If you haven't said hi in a while, please do. Uh, and also Ravi, Ricardo, Royale, Yuanda as well are here. Let's get into your questions now. Someone named Hello There has said hello. Well, hello there. <laughs> okay, let's find out who got the throne. And good to see you there. Suni as well has said hi. Now, the throne, what is that? The throne is who got the first question in for the day. And the first question came in from Venus. Getting really quick. As soon as Carissa closed off questions yesterday, 
She was speedy Gonzalez, getting it in straight away. Two questions, in fact, leaving everyone in her wake. Akide Alfie is there too from the rainy UK, maybe, potentially rainy UK. In Venus's question was, in my study Bible, it says all are invited, but not all are justified. I'm confused because it says you can believe but not be justified, and it's making me scared. Uh, remember, check it with the Bible, y'all. Check it with the Bible. You don't base your theology on what a study Bible may say. You check it on what the Bible says. Jesus says many are called, but few are chosen. That What does that mean? It just simply means many hear the call of the gospel to believe, but few comparatively are actually chosen to believe. Few comparatively will respond to that message with faith. A lot of people are going to hear the gospel and say, nah, I don't want it. That's what it's talking about. So not everyone will be justified. Not everyone will come to believe in Christ and therefore won't be justified. But everyone who does truly come to believe in Christ will be justified. That is, be in made right standing before God. And she's also asked, what does it mean that the Spirit bears witness? So that's in Romans 8. It says the Spirit, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So basically the Holy Spirit giving assurance there. Brody has asked, can you say some contradictions that are in the Quran? Hmm. Yeah, the Quran has numerous problems with it. It's got internal inconsistencies. That is, where it says one thing in one part, and then it says the opposite thing later on. For example, how many days did it take to make the earth, make the universe? Now, according to one part of the Quran, they say it took six days. Another part of the Quran, it says eight days. Which one's right? Um, and it talks about that uh, in one part of the Quran, that Muslims should show kindness to their parents, even if they're unbelievers. But then another part, it says, don't show any friendship or love to a person who opposes Muhammad, even if they're your parents. Hmm, that's contradictory. Uh, they say that there should be freedom in religion, but then later on it says fight those who do not believe. That's contradictory. So it's got internal inconsistency, and that's just scratching the surface. It's then got external inconsistencies, so things that disagree with both science and history. For example, the Quran denies that Jesus died on the cross, and yet that's a clear historical fact that no historian would doubt because we've got so many accounts that record his crucifixion and other historical blunders as well. And the third problem with the Quran would be that it contradicts previous revelations of God. The Quran claims to be another revelation of God. They think the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, they were revelations from God. The problem is it then is inconsistent with those prior revelations. For example, both Old and New Testament of the Bible says that Jesus is God. The Quran blatantly denies that. That's inconsistency. The Bible speaks about God being Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Quran says that, that, that basically Christians believe that it's God, Mary, and the Holy Spirit. And again, it just shows that the Quran is not the word of God to make such a blunder like that. This one from Isaac. Why do 
people celebrate Christmas in July. Now, can I ask you guys, who in the chat has heard of Christmas in July? Now, that's something that happens in Australia. I know it does happen for some people in Australia. They celebrate something, an event called Christmas in July. But do the rest of you guys celebrate Christmas in July? I'm not sure. Let, let me know. I said Brody's saying nope. Sky's saying nope. I think it's because I think it's because in the southern hemisphere, our usual Christmas is in the middle of summer. Alright, 25th of December, it's hot, it's a summer's day, and people from movies and stuff expect Christmas to be during winter. And so therefore they celebrate another event in the middle of the year in July because it's a cold time of year in the Southern Hemisphere. And so that is why they celebrate Christmas in July. I think that's probably the reason. <laughs> um, but his Isaac's second question was, is it a sin to celebrate Australia Day? Why would it be? It's not a sin to celebrate different days, Canada Day, Independence Day, all these different days that people do. That's not a sin to celebrate them. Just don't idolize those days or put those days as something which is greater in importance than God himself. Reuben has asked, why does the ESV not complete the Lord's Prayer from Jesus? So in Matthew 6, verse 13, uh, says, or verse 14, says simply this. Let me put it in the chat. It's on the screen. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. And then goes to the next verse, which is, um, well, basically, it doesn't have this last line, which is saying in the in the King James, there was one line that said, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Why is that not contained in modern translations? It's because some scribe thought that the prayer of Jesus was incomplete without a closing line like that. Because if you read the Lord's Prayer, there's no amen at the end, is there? There's no amen. If you read it, literally there's no amen. It just says some lines and then goes. Jesus starts talking about something else. And so some scribe in the Middle Ages is, is like, hey, I think it's incomplete. I want to add an ending onto the prayer of Jesus, which I, he should. no one should add to the Word of God. That's, that's horrible to add to the Word of God. And yet some scribe did, and he added in this line, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's not actually original. That's not original to the Bible. Someone added that in. And thankfully, our modern translations, therefore, don't include that extra thing that some scribe added in. Uh, in, because our modern translations get to go back to the earliest manuscripts that we have of the Bible. All right, this one from TNT. Is Luke suggesting suggesting in Acts chapter 1, verse 1, that he wrote down everything Jesus did and taught? And the answer is no. So Acts chapter 1, 1, he's just saying there that this letter to Theophilus He's recording, he recorded in Luke the main things. Let me read it out. In the book of in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. It's not everything Jesus ever said, because John himself said, if everything was written down that Jesus ever said, the world itself would not contain the books that could be written about him. But what it's simply saying that he's written down a good summary of everything Jesus 
did and said as a summary, but not exhaustively. This one from David. If the father is Jesus, how did the father wake Jesus up when he was dead? Because the father is not Jesus. You heard me right. The father is not Jesus. The father is not the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. They are distinct persons. It is a heresy called modalism to think that Jesus is the Father or the Father is Holy Spirit and so on. Instead, they are three distinct persons, each having their own mind and their own will. And a good proof of that is Jesus prays not to himself but to his heavenly Father. Jesus says, Father, take this cup away from me, yet not my will but your will be done, showing a distinction amongst the persons of the Godhead. So yes, Jesus is God. Yes, the Father is God. Yes, the Holy Spirit is God. But they're not the one person. They are the one being. The one being who exists as three distinct persons. This one from TNT. Since repentance is granted from God, and if it meant turning from sin, which it doesn't, but if it did, wouldn't that not be inconsistent with people who believe it does mean turning from sin if God grants it to them? Because technically it would still be monogism. Okay, I think I get what you're asking, TNT. What I'd say is this. The Bible makes clear that the only means by which we receive salvation is by faith and by faith alone. We're justified by faith alone. Not faith plus obedience, which is what stopping sin is, right? Turning from sin is obedience, following commands. That's that's obedience. That's, that's works righteousness, not salvation by faith, justification by faith alone. Now, what you're going to hear sometimes, and we hear it sometimes even from Roman Catholics, they'll say, oh, but you've just got to also do all these other good deeds to be saved, like baptism. But it's a gift. It's granted by God to get baptized. So therefore, it's... So it's not even works, right? You know, who's getting baptized? You are. You're still getting baptized, so therefore it still works. And they might say, but it happens to you. So well, just like circumcision. Circumcision happened to you. You didn't do it to yourself. And yet Paul still says that if you accept that, Christ is no value to you because you're trying to be justified by your actions. So it doesn't matter if someone says, oh, look, this action is granted by God. If you still have to do it, it's then not purely justification by faith alone. Yet the Bible clearly teaches that we are justified by faith alone. Actions, stopping sin, baptism, obedience, whatever it is, cannot be a requirement for salvation. Otherwise, it's a distortion of the gospel. Works are a result of salvation. Turning from sin is a result of salvation, but not the way to gain your salvation. This one from Reuben. When are we going to give an account to God? Is it before God decides if you go to heaven or hell or on judgment day? On judgment day, everyone gives an account for what they do. But people go to heaven or hell when they die, awaiting judgment day, because God already knows the outcome. It's not like God is needing to find out some information on judgment day. He knows the outcome. He knows everything. But on judgment day is when everyone gives an account for how they have lived. And I think that doesn't mean we have to remember everything we did. It's not like we are trying to justify our sins, saying, he's like, why did you do that? There is no justification for our sins. It's just basically we come to realize how sinful we were. And if we're an unbeliever, 
those sins are charged against us, we get sent to hell. But if we're a believer, those sins are not charged against us because they're paid for by Jesus. But we still give an account for the good deeds that we do in terms of what rewards God wants to assign us in heaven. And we'll also realize things that we thought we did okay in, we didn't do okay in. You know what I mean? Like sometimes how you may be like, yes, I think I acted really well in this situation. But in reality, on judgment, God's going to say, hey, did you know you had that attitude that wasn't good? You're like, oh, yeah, I see it now. And so it's going to be a big eye-opening day. And it's going to then help us realize why we needed God's mercy even more. It's going to make us praise him for all eternity. This one from Law. Are there any things alive in outer space? We haven't encountered any at this point, based on observational evidence. But even if there were, like I don't think we have to. Need, we don't even need to speculate about it because we haven't observed anything. But even if there was was life on other planets, you would simply say that's created by God, and so therefore it doesn't go against God in any way. This one from Motsu pre-trib or post-trib, and why? Check it with the Bible. So what I say, First Thessalonians four sixteen. This is talking. So this his question is asking about the rapture. When does the rapture happen? Pre tribulation or after tribulation? Before or after? Let's read this verse. First Thessalonians four sixteen. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, so everyone agrees this is the second coming of Jesus. I think it's very clear. Christ comes, voice of the archangel, loud trumpets, dead in Christ are raised. This is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 17. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we'll always be with the Lord. Notice that. The word rapture comes from this exact phrase, caught up in the air. So when is this catching up, this rapture occurring, where we meet Jesus in the clouds? At the second coming of Jesus. And when does Jesus come? After the tribulation, very clearly. And so it's not a secret event where Christians just disappear and everyone doesn't know where we're gone. It's a public event because it's at the return of Christ. This one from Alusa. Culture and Christianity, do they work together? culture doesn't really matter that much. Christianity matters supremely. Culture comes and goes. What may be a culture 50 years ago is maybe not the same culture today. So don't conform yourself to culture. Conform yourself to Christianity. And yet we can still set culture even amongst our own family, amongst our friend groups. You're setting a culture. How are we to interact with each other? And so if you be that positive Christian influence amongst your family, amongst your friends, amongst the society that you're part of. How? By encouraging your friends to speak positively and speak with love and gentleness and not swear, not be dis, you know, saying disrespectful things to people and slandering people's name. You can help set the culture for your friend group for your society, and even for your family. So let your Christianity 
inform every area of your life. Also from Meme, what punishment did Adam get after eating the fruit? And what punishment did Eve get? Well, they both would die, and they have died because of sin. Now, there was the curse that was given to both men and women. And Adam, now it would be a toil to produce food. The earth would have thorns and thistles and wouldn't grow as good as it should. And Eve got pain in childbearing. Uh, Silly Goose asks, do I have to have a proper ceremony to get married in the eyes of God? I don't know many people and I want it to be low key. Just on paper, what is defined as marriage? Because it doesn't make sense to define marriage off of what you legally sign papers. Well, did you know what? It says in Romans 13, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Okay, so therefore, the government has been given authority to govern in your area. And therefore, you must respect and honor them. And so how do you enter marriage? The way that the government tells you you enter marriage. That's how you enter it. Because God recognizes the government, and therefore, we must recognize the government and their authority and submit to them in every point. The only times when we don't submit to them is when they command us to sin or they're preventing us from doing something God commands. But this is not going contrary to what God says. God says marriage is between a husband and wife, and it's a lifelong commitment till death do you part. And so the government doesn't go. Now they may say, oh, but they support same-sex marriage. So what? They're not making you have a same-sex marriage. That's that's just silliness. You, if you want to enter marriage, you do it the legal way, the proper way. Now it doesn't mean you have to have a 500-person ceremony and with expensive dinner and everything like that. No. You have the choice. You can even literally just go down to the courthouse and, you know, or the registry and get married that way. That's fine. There's nothing sinful about that whatsoever. But don't enter marriage lightly. Remember, it is a serious commitment that you're making. It's a lifelong one. And so make sure that the person you're marrying is definitely a Christian. They're mature in their faith. and, And make sure that they've... They're actually getting into the spiritual disciplines. They're reading the Bible every day. They're praying. They're caring about the things of the Lord. And make sure that their attitude of marriage is the same attitude you have, and the, which is the biblical attitude, that marriage is lifelong and that divorce is a never an option. Never enter marriage with the opinion, if I don't like it, I can get out through a divorce later on. No, that is a wicked attitude to have. Have the attitude, it is a lifelong and there's divorce is never, ever, ever, ever an option. Also, make sure that your spouse understands the dis- distinctions in the di- in the gender roles between husbands and wives. Husbands and wives do not have the same role in a marriage. The wife submits to her husband, and the husband is to lead the family and to even be willing to lay his life down for his wife. If you're potential spouse does not have that attitude, then don't marry them. Otherwise, you're going to cause a lot of grief to happen in your relationship there. Now, there was a follow-up question uh, about from, from Noah, who's asked, does that include dictators and unfair governing authorities? 
And the answer is, yeah, it does. We submit even to unfair governing authorities and even dictators. You might say, what? Hear me out. Think of the context in which the apostles lived. Were they living in a society where the governor and the and the rulers were very good people doing what was always honorable? No, sadly not. They were slaughtering Christians, using Christians as their candles at night, as they burned on the stake. They were not they were the furthest from just. And yet, even in that context, we see the Bible says submit to the governing authorities. Peter says this, 1 Peter 2.13, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, so the very emperor who's killing Christians, you've got to submit to him. Wow. Or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. So we are not called to be rebels. Even if you lived in North Korea, your job is not to overthrow King Jong-un. Your job is to be a good citizen. And you obviously don't worship King Jong-un. You disagree with him on that point. You don't do things that are sinful. But you aim to be a good citizen living a quiet life, being then a witness to the world. Because you are a good witness when you live that peaceful life, reaching out to others for Christ and not being rebellious. Contentment as Christians is key. Where is your citizenship, Christian? Is it here? No, it's in heaven. So be patient. Be patient through tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And look up to the glories of heaven. Okay, next question from Jade, who's asked this. Could you please explain the Passover? Sure. The Passover was the event that occurred back in Exodus. The tenth plague was the killing of the firstborn sons. Every firstborn in Egypt was killed except for the ones where their household killed a spotless lamb and put the blood of that lamb on the doorposts. And so the Israelite people were spared because they did that. And they had to eat the whole lamb that night and leave nothing for leftovers. And the very next day they would then escape well, that very night even, they would escape out of Egypt and ultimately then come to the promised land. Now, the Passover then, God says, remember that event every year by doing the same thing, killing a lamb every year. They had to kill a lamb and eat the meat. They weren't any vegetarians, obviously, back in those days. You had God commanded them to kill the lamb and to eat the meat every year as a way of remembering what God did in saving the people in the land of Egypt. And they'd also have it then with unleavened bread. Okay, this one from John Carl. Why is it a sin to curse the devil? Because he is greater in authority than you are. Why is it wrong for you to curse your governor? Because well, God has put him in a place of honor. He has more honor. He has more power than you do. And God has allowed the devil to have more power than you. By insulting one of God's creations, you are insulting God himself. And that is why we are called to even love our enemies, not hate our enemies and slander their name, but we're called to love them. Just like our Lord Jesus Christ did when he came to this world, 
He came to show love, even to these people killing him and saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And it mentions that if you do insult the devil and so on, in Jude verse 8 and 9, it talks about you're blaspheming the glorious ones, and that's a sin. This one from Sky. Does the Old Testament ever mention the Trinity? He says, I've heard Isaiah 48, 16, but are there any others? Yeah, so they, that Isaiah 48, 16 does talk about um, the Trinity there and God's Spirit and so on. You see, even in creation, Genesis 1, let us make man in our image, plural, our, not my image, in our image. We can't be talking about the angels because we're not made in the image of angels. So God is, as a plural, saying, let us make man in our image, plural, right there from the beginning. Even the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So you got the Holy Spirit being present right there. Uh, you see in Proverbs, I think it's around about 26, it says, um, who's the one who gathered everything? into who, who gathers the winds into his fists? Who's the one who made the entire universe? What is his name and what is his son's name? Mm, father and son. Uh, we also see in Isaiah 9.6, it talks about how a son will be born whose name will be Mighty God. So we see the second person, the Godhead, right there. And so we do see allusions to the Trinity all throughout it, the Old Testament. And then it, because the Bible is a progressive revelation, we get more information as time goes on. The New Testament makes it super duper abundantly clear about the Trinity. This one from Ricardo. Does God get mad if we keep on sinning even after we're saved? It doesn't get mad, but it does displease God whenever we sin. And the Bible says that we shouldn't grieve the Holy Spirit who saved us. And so, Christian, do you want to displease the one who gave up his own life to save you? No, you want to please him supremely. And that will be a motivation then for you to say no to sin and say yes to God. Lila's asked, will we have free will? And, oh no, actually, so she said, if we have free will, is it okay to read a bit of the Bible and then watch some TV shows after reading? Yeah, you get to make choices what you do with your time. God does call us to read our Bible every day, and so if we don't, we would be sinning. But he doesn't give us specific information on how we must schedule our time exactly. He doesn't say you have to spend this amount of hours on this, this amount of minutes on that. He actually leaves it up to us, which does make it a little bit harder, doesn't it? Because then you've got to decide, how can I best glorify God with my life? How can I best honor him? I think the attitude we should have, the Bible says that we should number our days, that we might have a heart of wisdom. And so there's nothing wrong with recreational time, listening into things, all that kind of stuff. That's fine. But my recommendation, the Bible's recommendation, is to try and minimize things that have no eternal value. Try and minimize things that don't help you in your faith, things that don't build you up, don't are uh, not acts of service or things like that. Because... Think about in eternity what you'll be glad that you did here on this earth. And then think about in eternity what you wish that you didn't do. And I'm not just talking about sinful things. I'm talking about things that aren't necessarily sinful, but just things you're like, wow, I did squander all those opportunities, didn't I? 
I didn't waste all that time, didn't I? And so let that be an encouragement to have a daily mindset on living for eternity. This one from Steed. Can Christians today do miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit? And does that mean someone could then blaspheme against the Holy Spirit today? God can do miracles. God can do anything he wants to do if we pray. But that's different too. I don't think there's any miracle workers today. I think we can pray and God can do miracles if he wants to. It's up to him. But I don't think there's miracle workers who have the innate power to heal or do miracles on demand without even praying. But blasphemy of the Holy Spirit wasn't just the Holy Spirit doing miracles. It was specifically related to Jesus. You had to see Jesus. You had to see his miracles that he was doing by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then you claim that they're from Satan. That's different from you praying and the Holy Spirit maybe does some sort of miracle. That's not you seeing Jesus. The reason why we know this is because Jesus himself said, it's going to be far worse on Judgment Day for any of the towns that Jesus Jesus himself visited than it would be for towns that, like Sodom and Gomorrah, who were wicked towns, who did horrible things in the Old Testament. It's going to be lighter for them on Judgment Day than it would be for those who had Jesus come. Because to have God in your presence, physically, and you still reject him, you still call him Satan, is far worse than just not having God in your presence and uh, just seeing, say, a miracle. It's different to actually seeing God himself in the flesh. Caleb's asks, what do believers get judged based on? Our sins, but they don't, they're not charged against us, thankfully, because of Christ. So ultimately, what we get judged on is our good deeds in terms of what rewards we get in heaven. So not for entry to heaven. You don't go to heaven by your good deeds, but just based on what rewards God wants to assign to you. You, you can check that a verse in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10, that talks about that. Uh, Jose is asked, hey, Ryan, do you have any tips for evangelizing a Muslim? I've already signed up for training. My best friend is a Muslim and I want to see him in heaven. Good on you, Jose. Good, good that you signed up for training. That's epic. And I'm glad you want to witness to your Muslim friend. My tip with Muslims is don't get too bogged down on the Trinity. They love to focus on the Trinity because they just don't understand it. And you can often just go around in circles about that. My recommendation is to focus on how can we as sinners not end up in hell? Focus on the gospel. Because Islam, that's like a big flaw in Islam. It's like a massive gaping hole in Islam. They lack a savior, someone who's going to die for their sins. And so they're just trying to follow all these rules. But the fact is they've already sinned and they're heading to hell and there's no solution in Islam for that because good deeds don't fix bad deeds. And you can give some analogies to show why that doesn't work. Show them how only Christianity can be the way. That would be what I encourage you to focus on. But there's some other things that may be helpful though. You could ask him, why did you become a Muslim? If he became a Muslim, why did he become one? Or if you grew up as a Muslim, why are you remaining a Muslim after the, you know hearing lots of choices out there, what you can believe? Why are you remaining a Muslim? And you're going to see that ultimately they have no basis. Or you're going to see the basis is very deficient. And what you could do is you could just show some big flaws in, why, in their whole reason of why they're staying a Muslim or became Muslim that has no basis. And you'll slowly probably start to see their faith crumble. 
Also, you could ask them, you could also compare the life of Jesus to the life of Muhammad. That can sometimes be useful when chatting to Muslims. You can say, okay, Jesus, would, you could ask them this question first. Do you think Jesus was perfect? Do you think Jesus ever made mistakes? Did any sins? And you're going to find most Muslims will say, no, he didn't. Jesus was perfect. They'll claim he's a prophet, and they'll think he did nothing wrong. You're like, okay, I agree with you. We're both on the same page. So Jesus did absolutely nothing wrong. He was sinless. Okay. What about Muhammad? Was Muhammad perfect? And a lot of them are going to say, yes, he was perfect. He never did anything wrong. And say, hey, interesting. Did you know the Quran itself says that Muhammad needed forgiveness for his sins? And they're like, what? What? And you check it out. Go to Surah 48, verse 1 and 2. Surah 48, verse 1 and 2, and you'll see it says that Muhammad needed forgiveness for his sins. You say, okay, so we both agree Jesus was perfect, and you've now figured out that Muhammad's not, that Muhammad was a sinner. Who would you rather follow then? A perfect person or someone who's a sinner? I think the choice is very clear. Uh, this one from Hello There. In the Old Testament, why does God tell the Israelites to slaughter entire communities and take their women as wives? And if it's because they were sinful, why don't we react towards sin this way today? Good question. This is why. The wages of sin is death. And God can wipe anyone out at any time and he's being perfectly just by doing so. But God is patient. God hasn't wiped us all out. He did wipe out the people in the flood. Boom, just like that. And he could do the same for us today, but he chooses not to. But in, in the time of Israel, God did allow the Israelites themselves to be that instrument of judgment against those wicked nations. Just like God allowed the water to be the instrument of judgment against the people living in Noah's day, the water killed the people because they drowned. And so God allowed Israel to be the instrument of judgment against these pagan nations. And so because they were acting in accordance with the command of God, when they did that, it wasn't sinful. But if we now just go and slaughter someone, that is sinful because God has not commanded us to do that. We, we are not acting as his instrument of judgment. And one more question from Super. Do we have to love Satan, our worst enemy? And the answer would be no. I think we are called to love our enemies in terms of human beings, but we're called to resist the devil. We're not called to love him. We're called to resist him. doesn't mean, therefore, you insult him, call him slanderous names and all that kind of stuff. You just ignore Satan and you resist him and get on to living for the Lord. Okay, you guys ready for some Bible trivia? You guys ready for this? I'm going to start off with easy, medium, and then Carissa level questions. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What do you guys prefer in the chat? Out of those three levels, easy, medium, or Carissa levels, what do you prefer? Okay, here we go. In what river was Jesus baptized in? In what river was Jesus baptized in? Reuben, 
the Jordan River. You would be correct. Good job. Ten points go to you there, Ruben. Nice work. All right, next one. A related question. Who baptized Jesus? Let's go to Carissa. John the Baptist. Hey, you get ten points as well. Well done. Okay, next question. Okay, Ooh, I don't want to do hard ones yet. I'm going to do some easier ones still. Okay. Which city came down from heaven prepared as a bride? Which city came down from heaven prepared as a bride? Beck. New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem. You would be correct. Nice work. Okay, yes, you get 10 points too. Nice. <laughs> you guys keeping track of the score? I think it's 10, 10, 10, and 0 at the moment, but don't worry, Harmony, your points will probably be coming any moment now. Okay. <laughs> okay, what psalm in the Bible contains this line? He leads me beside still waters. Harmony. Psalm 23. Yes, all of you are on 10 points. Good job there. Yeah, nice. All right, let's step it, step it up a little bit. Okay. Throughout the wilderness, when the Israelites were leaving Egypt and they're going into the wilderness, how did God direct them where they needed to go? Carissa. I did not know the answer to that. Okay. So think about when they know to know where the people of Israel had to go. How did God guide them? Beck. With like, um, in the day it was like a pillar, a cloud, I mean, and then in the night it was like a pillar of fire or whatever. You would be correct. Beck, you get awarded 15 points. Beck is currently in the lead. Look at that. <laughs> but you guys can catch up. When Paul and Silas were in prison, there was some sort of big event that occurred that meant that they were released from their chains. What event occurred? Let's go to Reuben. A big earthquake. Nice work. Good job. Now, you get 15 points as well. So that means people on 25, Carissa and Harmony are still on 10. But as I said, you can catch up. So as the, increase, as the difficulty increases, you get more points, Carissa. <laughs> okay, next one. What did King Solomon ask for when God appeared to him in a dream? Harmony. Wisdom. Yes, wisdom. Good job. 15 points to you as well. <laughs> oh, that's good. What was the name of the angel who appeared to Mary? Carissa. 
Yes. All right, you're all on 25 points so far. And you guys in the chat, you getting these? I can see that you're getting a lot of them, which is good. Okay. You keeping track of your score as well. Are you ready for a little bit harder ones? Now, we might need to get Glenn in this as well so that he can he can assist with some of these more difficult questions. And these points, are these questions, sorry, are worth 20 points each. 20 points each. Are you ready? Whew, okay. Who was it that stole her father's household gods? Ooh, let's go to Harmony. Rachel. Nice work. Good job. Now, Harmony, you get 20 points. So you're on, what's that, 45 points? Yeah. Doing well. Harmony's in the lead. Okay, next question. What object did Elisha cause to float? All right, we're going to go to Vec. It was the head of an axe. Yeah, good job. Because it was borrowed. He didn't want to, he had to, he wanted to return it. And it was, basically he was chopping some wood and the axe head fl flew off into the water and sunk, obviously, because it's like made of iron or something. You know what and it reminds What's that, Vic? It reminds me, every time it brings up, there was, do you guys know RuneScape? Is that too, like, old school? In RuneScape, you'd be like mining. It's like a role play thing, and you'd be mining, and then suddenly, sometimes you're like the head of the pickaxe would like fling off. It reminds me of that every time we talk about it. No, not Minecraft RuneScape. Oh wow, this is old school. That's fine, Glenn. Did you did you know of RuneScape? Uh, rings a bell. I'd have to do some research to find out exactly which thing it was. Was it a web thing? Or was it like... Yeah, it's a web-based game. Yeah, I think my nephews were playing it years ago. Yeah. That's funny. Ruben wrote in the chat, was that 50 years ago? We're not that old, eh, Ruben? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. You ready? So who got that? Was Beck? You get twenty points, Beck. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, next one. Ooh, do you want a tricky one? This might be tricky. Well, maybe not. A bit, a little bit too tricky. Let me ask this one. What did Naboth refuse to sell? What did Naboth refuse to sell? Reuben. Uh, his lands. Yeah, his... How many? His vineyard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think we'll give that to Reuben. You get 20 points, Reuben. Well done. Good job. <laughs> and what did Abram do when he heard that Lot had been made a prisoner of war? Now I'm going to give either Glenn or Carissa a chance to put their hand up to see if they know it. So what did Abram do when he learned that his nephew, Lot, had been made a prisoner of war? Glenn. He rescued him. 
Yeah, how, how did he do that? Do you remember, Glenn? <clears throat> he took all the all the dudes that were with him, and they went and they fought and won, won them back. Nice work, yeah. Is there about 400 of them or something? Yeah, it was in the hundreds. I just envision, like, at that time, they must have been so much more smaller towns. You don't think of, like, you don't think of an... Uh, when you think of a war, you think of, like, thousands of troops, tens of thousands, but it's just, like, probably, like, a band of, like, 50 people went and captured them, and then Abraham's with his troops of 200 or 400 responding. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He did. He did rescue him. Okay. And we'll do one more of the kind of Carissa level. And Carissa, this one's going to be for you because it's a Carissa level question. <laughs> um, okay. Hope deferred makes what sick? Hope deferred makes what sick? Go for it, Chris. Just guess something. Something hope deferred makes. Um, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was love, but I don't think that's right. Is it something bad or something good? It's something of your body. So maybe, Carissa, you could phone a friend if you want. Who are you going to phone? You've only got 30 Please seconds, though. <laughs> so who are you going to phone? you got to phone someone. It's your heart. Hey, you got it. 20 points goes to Carissa as well. Carissa... Well done, getting the Carissa level question. Let's do a bonus one as well. Now, for this bonus question, I think we're gonna get we're gonna do two bonus questions. Now, these bonus questions are gonna be worth fifty points each. Fifty points. So Glenn could just like come straight into the lead here in the scoreboard, all right? Now, it's going to be, you've got to put your hand up. Whoever puts their hand up will be the one who answers it first. So make sure you only put your hand up if you actually have heard the question and you know an answer. Don't put it up while someone's still asking and you're not sure what the answer is. Make sense? Okay. It's bonus question. So I'm going to ask Carissa to give us one. Okay, what like land or region, whatever it is, was King Artaxerxes king over? Glenn. Persia. Well done, Glenn. You're awarded fifty points. I think Glenn is in the lead. Everyone, he he was a late starter. He's in the lead at the moment. But there's one more question, and so actually, I'm going to get Glenn to ask. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, I'll okay, get Glenn. You can ask the question for us, Glenn. So, is this a valid question? Um, name all 60, 27 books of the New Testament in order. Is that a valid question? Yeah, it's maybe not that kind of one. 
Okay, yep, that's fair. That's why I asked. That's yeah. why I was checking. Um, I'm on the spot. Um, oh, does it have to be really hard? No, it doesn't have to be even too hard. It can be whatever you want it to be. Okay. Um, okay. Who tied the tails of foxes together? Oh, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Who put the, Who put it up first? Was it Beck? Yeah, it was Beck. Who? So the question is, who, who did that? I'm not going to give you any more answers because you put your hand up early. <laughs> so that was Samson. Was it foxes or was it jackals? I thought it was foxes. I'm going to have to check the Bible on that one too. <laughs> That's okay. Well done, Beck. You are awarded 50 points. I think that means Beck comes out on top. Good job, everyone, participating in that Bible trivia. How did you go? How did you guys go with those trivia questions? Even the hard ones, they're there designed to challenge your mind and also to learn more about God and his word. That's right. It's time for our Bible, not a Bible trivia, it's time for our song of the week, which is of Bible verses. So get your ukulele out if you've got one or get your singing voices ready. And we're going to have some of these songs so we're going to get a Carissa to sing for us five solas. And we're going to then get Glenn, if you could sing for us, Psalm 1611. We're going to get Beck to sing us Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, and also Philippians 4, 6, and 7. We're going to get a Reuben. Can you sing for us John 3, 16? Do you know that one? Yep. Okay. And Harmony, can you sing for us? Galatians 2.20. And then I think the only one left will be 1 John 4.10. Or oh, is there another one left? I can't hear Carissa. She's trying to mime something. Ephesians 1.13 and 14. <laughs> okay. Cool, that sounds good. And yeah, we'll get a harmony to then do that as well. Okay, let's do this. Let's sing these songs together. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, all for the glory of God alone, found in the scripture alone. This is the five solo song. I'm going to need help with the tune. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16:11. Did I get that right? Roughly-ish. Yeah, good job. Nice. <laughs> um. <clears throat> For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Uh, 
Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3, verse 16. I don't know what that's. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life and I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14. Sounding great. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to bear the wrath for our sins. First John 4 verse 10 well done everyone with those songs that brings us to this week's song which is first corinthians 10 verses 12 and 13 and we're going to then discuss it together so let's get back to showcase it for us again first john 10 how you guys doing with it getting the words memorized and the tune in your head hopefully go for it Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that 
kennst, denn was ist Quarantin? Sounding good, Beck. Sounding really good. Okay, let me try it out as well. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape, of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12 and 13. Carissa, you're next. Therefore, ooh, wait, Why am I forgetting? There, no, I can't. I forgot. There, it's like, no, is that how you do it? no, no, it's very slow for this song. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not coming to me. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape. Sounding great, Chris. I love those death drums. Let's go to harmony. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. First Corinthians 10 verses 11, 12, and 13. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries, Harmony. Glenn, you want to try it out for us? There, <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> There's like something stopping me from letting the, the oxygen come out. <laughs> Therefore, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I haven't got the key. Do you want to try it, Ruben? Not yet. Okay, you need to listen to it more. That's okay. That's okay. We'll keep playing it. We'll keep playing it. And the tune will get into your head. Practice it, though. That's my encouragement. I remember when I did piano lessons growing up, sometimes I would get to the next week's lesson and I had done zero practice. Zero. None at all. 
none at all. And the teacher could tell. I had done no practice, and therefore I wasn't any better from the previous week. And I think that's the same thing with these tunes. Practice them. Practice them. Say them over, listen to it, and it won't be long before they're stuck in your head. Okay, but before we sing it again, let's just talk about a bit this verse. We've talked about the first part. Let me put the verse up on the screen. Talked about it when it says, if anyone thinks that he stands, take heed lest he fall. So don't be overly confident. Don't think, hey, yeah, I'm, I've conquered that sin. Likely you'll fall if you let your guard down like that. We've talked about also that no temptation has overtaken us. That's not common to man. What that means is what you're going through is what everyone else is going through. So you're not going above and beyond. And if Jesus was able to say no to sin that can encourage us to say no to sin but let's talk about the next part which says god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability what does that mean god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability glenn he won't give you any temptation that you won't be able to resist it's, he's never going to give you something too hard that you just you just have to fail it. And it's interesting that it ties in with God's faithfulness. God is faithful. We have talked about the attributes of God a little while ago. His faithfulness, his trustworthiness, all that came up in that discussion. Why does it connect this promise from God. This is a promise from God that he's not going to let you be tempted beyond your ability. Why does that tie in with God's faithfulness? Beck. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Like, it makes me sort of think of, and I have a question as well. Um, it makes me sort of think of, like, I guess a teacher wanting to test their students a faithful teacher won't just go, I'm going to make this test like beyond what you, I've even taught you kind of thing in a sense. Your Carissa level. Carissa level, yeah. <laughs> and so I guess like a, a teacher that is actually faithful to what they've kind of said and taught in a sense um, will be giving a, a test based on what they know that, their students can handle because of what they themselves have already set as the criteria, if that makes sense. Um, so it makes me think like that in that kind of uh, way. Um, yeah, it's not like God is like, okay, I, like um, I've given you all the study materials. It's just that in making us, he well, he has given us a conscience. So we do not know right from wrong. So when it comes to temptation, we do, we are already prepared. Like he's already prepared us because we already do know what is right and wrong. And so he doesn't bring about the temptation in order for us to fail. It's so that we may overcome it. Um, yeah. But I have a question as well, which, yeah. Because um, I think, is it in James where it says like, oh, no, where is it? Am I thinking, am I getting confused? I thought there was something like where God doesn't tempt people or something so how does that 
line up with like I know this verse isn't kind of exactly saying that God is the one tempting you or whatever, but it sort of sounds like it. So, like, yeah, how does it line up? That's a great question. Notice it, yeah, it does say God will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Not that God tempts you. It says it's very clear that God doesn't himself tempt, but he can allow temptation to occur in your life through the evil one. The evil one there providing this temptation and God saying, yeah, I'm going to let you evil one allow this temptation to happen in this person's life, but not to the point that's beyond that person's ability, but only up until that point. Which means you have the ability to say no to that sin. Oftentimes we think to ourselves, but like this temptation is so strong. My body wants me to do this. The peer pressure wants me to do this. You think, I just have to do it. There's no way out. There is a way out. There is a way out. And we can say we can say no to that. It even reminds me of that scenario people often bring up. Oh, but like, what if you've put in a life-threatening scenario, right? Was you about to say that, Vic? You're literally about to say, okay, yeah. You're put in a life-threatening situation and, you know, you just have to lie to get out of that situation. No. What do you love more? Pleasing God or preserving your life? That's really the question in that scenario. What do you value more, preserving your life or obeying what God has to say? So there's a, we don't have to give in to that temptation. Now, how does this practically or personally help you guys in your fight against sin? What's your thought process? How does this relate to your life? How many? I kind of wanted to look at the verse again so that I could just like reflect on it a bit more. But um, just knowing that even though, you know, we are saved that we are going to continue to be tempted by worldly things, the flesh and God does, you know, allow this to happen and everything like that. But just remembering that like being encouraged not to keep sinning, but just encouraged uh, at just God's grace that even like wakes up us up the next morning, knowing that um, we don't, we deserve to be thrown into hell in our sleep. We deserve nothing good. And God has been more than kind with us. Seeing God's faithfulness is, is almost like how I summarize that, your thought there, Harmony. God being faithful, God being so abundantly kind to you is a reason for you to say, he's allowing, he's been so kind to me, why would I want to sin against him now? And this is not beyond my ability. He will give me the grace and power to say no to this sin. Beck. It also shows like God's uh, like intimacy with us knowing, knowing our abilities, knowing what we can overcome. Like it's like, did we just lose harmony? I think she just fell off her chair. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I think there's a sense in which um, 
it reminds me of like when also God allows suffering in our life. Like there's a sense in which um, God, we know God is in control of suffering and that actually comforts us through the suffering because he is fully in control of it. Like we have, we don't have to um, worry about coming out of it in our own strength, kind of like you mentioned, but like, so the same with temptation, it's like, here it's saying God is the one who allows this temptation to be presented to you. And so it is in God's strength that we overcome it, but also that then he know it like shows how much he knows us, you know, that he knows what we can handle and what kind of sin we are dealing with in everyday life and what we're being tempted with. And so like there's an there's a there's that kind of comfort of God knowing us in that way as well. I guess. Does that mean we each have different abilities to resist sin? Or at least, I think it's not necessarily saying that, it's just saying that we have, as humans, you have the choice of what you do. You're not just a bunch of chemicals or a bunch of desires and lusts and all that kind of stuff, like whatever your body's wanting to do, you actually have the final say. Some people justify sin by saying, well, it's my environment. It's my environment. I have to give into it because look at my environment. Look what environment I was raised in. No, the final arbiter of what you do is yourself, whether you choose to do the action or not. So let's never be making excuses for sin and realize my, my environment whatever my parents were like, whatever friends are saying and doing, or whatever, whatever the government's doing to me, I'm not being tempted to be on my ability. So I have the ability with God's strength to say no. Yeah. Okay, I like this. This verse is really practical for us in our Christian life, and that's why I think it's a good one that we're memorizing. And hopefully you guys are trying to commit this to memory as well. Such an epic verse. I think it'd be good to hear it maybe a couple more times. So I'm going to try it again and then I'm going to get a harmony to try it again for us. I'll put the verse up on the screen so you can visually see it. Uh, let me put it on the screen. Here we go. If you're wanting to know where the chords are, just remember the chords are in the Discord if you guys are part of the Discord server. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12 and 13. Okay. <laughs> Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is 
tempted beyond your ability, but with temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12 and 13. Yes, got the right reference. Good job there, Harmony. Okay, let's pray together. Glenn. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to even have access to your Bible, to have access to your word, and the opportunity we have to implant it into our uh, into our souls, into our minds um, permanently, Lord, through memorization and song. And, and may we just remember that there may be a day that comes soon where we may not have access to the Bible and that we will be relying on, on the word that we've uh, hidden in our hearts, Lord. And so, yeah, let, let us not take this for granted and uh, help us to remember this verse in particular that we've been remembering when we do go through those temptations and those trials, Lord, and help us to always look for that way of escape and know that no one has been given a temptation that they can't endure. And, um, yeah, because of this verse and, and it being memorized, may we uh, flee from sin. And so, yeah. Just ask for your help as we continue to strive for your glory and bless the chats that we're about to move into. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Glenn. If you guys agree with his prayer, please say amen in the chat. All right, I'm keen. We're getting into some Omegle chats again. You guys get to be the fly on the wall as this happens. Be encouraged, and may God connect us with those he wants to speak with. Lord, please be glorified. Connect me now with someone who you want me to talk to. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes. Yeah, hey, awesome. Hey, since we both like Jesus, do you, do you like Jesus yourself? No. Oh, you don't like Jesus? What makes you not like him? <laughs> Can I see why? Sorry, sorry. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a weird thing. I don't know. I just I just think religion is not real. because <laughs> he's fake. I don't know. Something along those lines. Okay, because do you think Jesus was a real person? Fuck no. I think that a man named Jesus could have existed at some point in time but nothing else. Yeah, because historians do recognize definitely Jesus of Nazareth was a real person. And sure. they know that he got crucified by Pontius Pilate. He was buried in a tomb. But also historians recognize that his tomb was found empty on the third day. Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> and all these people are saying there's a lie from the dead, eyewitnesses who saw it. So I think, Eyewitnesses from when? From <laughs> yeah, from the first century. Basically from the first century. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, so basically what, what what this means then is that this is not just some sort of blind faith that we just have to hope is true, but this is something that we can factually confirm, and that's why this is reasonable and rational to believe. But let me ask um, you this question. 
So do you, do you believe there's a God? Mm, not really, no. Not really? No. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate your honesty. So, like, I'll give you an example. This might be helpful. My house here, would you agree that someone had to build this house? Oh, good. Yeah, I would argue yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And how come you instantly knew someone built this house? Because <laughs> it's a house? Well, because it's here, isn't it? Right? It can't just appear mm. out of nowhere. Right? Out of yeah, nothing, like nothing comes. And so since we know that the universe had a beginning, we've discovered that from the, even the 1960s onwards, there's conclusive evidence the universe had a beginning. Therefore, that would show there would need to be something that created the universe outside of space, outside of time, that brought it into existence. Oh, it was Jesus. <laughs> have you ever heard of science? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So science, have you heard of like micro and background radiation and the red shift shows the universe had a beginning. And science also shows us anything with a beginning needs something to make it begin. And so even if you think of the Big Bang, the Big Bang had a beginning, so therefore it needs something outside of the universe to create it. Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's... So, that's okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I appreciate that you're wanting to have a you know, respectful discussion on this, which is good. <laughs> so I guess... Fuck up. <laughs> so do you see the point? that This is not anti-science. Yes. This is actually sure. science backing up the existence of a creator. Right. Yeah. So, do you do you believe in the Bible and like the stories? Yeah, I would say the Bible is is an accurate book. But like Adam and Eve, like they were real. Yeah, definitely. They were had to be first, the like two first humans that existed. Like Noah's Ark, like that shit yeah, went down. In fact, even that. historians <laughs> have seen that in every culture. Are you able to right. Try right. Every culture in the world has a flood story because it shows that there actually was some sort of global flood covering the entire earth at some stage. Do you, right. you believe in evolution? Well, I'd say, remember, I, base, I want to base things on observation and evidence, right? Evo so evolution in terms of like we can look at that. If you're meaning natural selection, yeah, we can observe that. Things best suited to their environment can survive and reproduce. But that doesn't lead to, therefore, we came from molecules and we somehow eventually turn into humans. We don't have observational evidence of that. But we do have observational evidence of natural we selection. We do have observational evidence. Of natural selection, we do. Yeah, we can observe it. We can see things oh, will change. Every step of evolution. Well, not really. That's why they call it missing links, because they're missing. They're still missing. Have you ever seen missing links? I've seen evolution. Yeah. So... so Going back to what we're saying there, so at least have you would you agree with that point then that even the Big Bang, because it had a beginning, it would need to then have something that created it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you and I actually do believe in a, a God. Whether you call it a God or not, either way, you're still believing in a God, a creator that brought the universe into existence. I definitely don't think it's a white man. Okay, well, I don't think God is a white man either. I think he's an unembodied mind. He's a spirit. Oh, okay. Right. But what it does mean is that since we're living in God's universe, he gets to set the rules for how we should live while we're here. So Whoa. would you say you've been a good person? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Oh, my God. She's... <laughs> Okay, right. And I appreciate honestly. I don't. I, I don't actually think I'm a good person either. I'll give you an okay. example. Have you ever told a lie before? 
Not once. So are we talking about lies? Are we talking about like being an actual bad person? So so we've told lies, right? Would you agree we've told lies? Yep. Yeah. Have you ever used bad language? Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. How about this? Have you ever been rude or disrespected someone before? I have, yeah. Yeah, I'm not judging you at all. I've done the same things. But if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think that you'd be innocent or guilty? Definitely guilty. For sure. And so since we're guilty, do we deserve to be rewarded or punished? I don't think either. Wait. Um, okay. Um, I don't think God has... Like, why does God get to judge again? Why is that his well, it's role? it's like this. If I was in your house, right, you could set the no. house rules for what I can and can't do because I'm a visitor in your house. And if I break those house rules, you could kick me out. And so in the same way, if we're in God's universe, he made the place, he can set the rules, and therefore he can judge us at the end of our life and punish us. But he, like, allowed us to live in it. So, right, like, he... So just like if you allowed me to live in your house for a while, I would still have to obey your house rules. Okay, what about what about gay people? What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, I care about them just like I care about anyone else. I want them to go to heaven too. Okay, do you think that like Jesus or God or is against them? Do you think that's like a sin? Well, he God does say any sort of sex outside of the bounds of marriage between a husband and wife is. <laughs> Right. right. So not only then is it, is, and even says not only is sex before marriage a sin, but even lusting after somebody, thinking a sexual thought about someone you're not married to is also bad. Right. right? Those thoughts should only be happening towards your spouse. But the point is, the reason why I bring this up is because I don't hate gay people. I don't hate anyone, in fact. But, you don't hate anyone. No, I don't hate anyone. Okay. Okay. Because... <laughs> God calls me to love people. I think we're called to be loving and, and, and caring about people. Sure. But we have figured out that you and I have done things that are bad. We know our conscience bears witness that we've done things that are bad. And so if God is to judge you based on those things, yeah, is he going to then reward you or punish you for the things that you've done wrong, do you think? Um. Like since I'm going there soon. <laughs> Sorry, I missed what you said. It lagged, it lagged a little bit. Can you say it again? Sorry. Like what? What? What are heaven and hell? What do those things look like? What I asked what I'm looking forward to in hell. <laughs> oh, there's nothing to look forward to in hell. It's it's loneliness. It's suffering. It's isolation as well. So no company there to make mm. make you have Fraternity. fun. So so basically. <laughs> Think of prisons, right? Prisons are designed to not be very nice places. And sure. they act as a deterrent so that people don't do bad things. And so God has made his own prison for those who break his law. Right? And so therefore, yeah. it's not going to be a nice place to be in. Do you see? Sure. But God did say the standard to go to heaven's perfection. We haven't met that standard, have we? Perfection's a lot. Perfection's reaching. We, yeah, we, we haven't so, made it. So, like, do you think that you're going to go to heaven? I th- I think that I deserve to go to hell, but thankfully there's a way to go to heaven, and that's why 
I will go to heaven. So first of all, just before I tell you that way, what that way is, if the standard's perfection, we haven't lived up to it, do you see how both you and I would deserve to go to hell for those sinful things that we've done? Definitely. Most definitely. Now, thankfully, the way to go to heaven then is actually to have somebody who's willing to take your hell punishment on your behalf. Because if somebody takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment will be left for you? Okay. So how much will be left? Um, If someone took 100% of your punishment, how much is left? None. Right. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where do you get to go to? heaven yeah you had to go to heaven good answer and that person so that person who's willing to do that for you Mm -hmm. that was jesus that's why he died on the cross and came Mm -hmm. back to life okay okay so like in those three days would be hell times like a billion for everybody right for everyone who would accept that gift and you accept the gift from jesus by trusting that he took the punishment for you on the cross is when he took it. Not in hell afterwards, but actually just on the cross is when he took the punishment. Sounds pretty hellish. Okay. Yeah, it was. And so um, so if Jesus does that for you then, takes all your punishment, where do you end up when you die? Um, somewhere that isn't hell. Yeah, it'd be heaven, right? So mm-hmm. then why do you get to go to heaven? Jesus. Because of Jesus. Because he died for you. That's the reason. And that's why it's good news. You just got to accept it by trusting he's already done it for you on your behalf, paying for your past and also all of your future sins. Yeah, Yeah, go for it. Can I, like, volunteer somebody to go for me? Can you say it again? Ask the question again. So loud. Can somebody else go to hell for me? No, because nobody else was perfect. Jesus was the only one who's lived perfectly. So that's why only he could take our punishment for us. Yeah, so I'm not sure if if your Wi-Fi, you can maybe position it where it's a bit better reception. Oh, can you not hear me? Well, it's just just cutting out. It's lagging every now and then. There we go. Nice. Um, like, what? How did Jesus live perfectly? Yeah, good question. Because that well, sounds really tempted. unenjoyable. <laughs> unenjoyable. <laughs> well, he had the most enjoyable life. Because did you know that sin doesn't make you happy? Sin often makes you feel sad and depressed and brings a lot of hurt in your life. Sin makes me so happy. Makes so sin good. makes me so happy. Really. If it did, you'd only have to do it once and you'd be content. But instead, you got to keep doing it again and again and ultimately worse next time. I love it every time. Hashtag Satan. Right. And that's what you notice. You notice the people who give in to all the lusts of the flesh and do all kinds of, have no self-restraint, are usually the most miserable people because they lack the quality of self-discipline and self-control. Let's actually look it up. But I feel like there, I feel like, so like bad language and being rude and sex and drugs are all sins, right? 
sex before marriage. Sex is good in the context of marriage. God made it as a beautiful thing. Just don't abuse it by having it before marriage. So, so like those things, right? I'm 16. I'm not married. Those are sins. Yeah, yeah, they are sins. I enjoy them frequently. I understand, but it's just it's because God made like sex is an enjoyable thing, but you're just using it in the wrong context. I don't think I right? It's like <laughs> if you make a if you make a, a beautiful painting, you've spent a lot of time designing it, and then your friend decides to use it as firewood. You're gonna be like, oh she's gonna be like, hey, I'm enjoying the fire, the warmth I'm getting it from the from the from the fire. But you're saying, no, that's not right. the intended purpose of the painting. It's supposed to be on the wall to everyone look at and admire. So God made a beautiful only. thing called sex, but we are abusing it when we use it in the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong people. Right. Are you married? Yeah, I am married. So so God's rules are not to ruin our fun. It's actually to make life more enjoyable. It's, his way is always going to be better. But I feel like not... It's not what works for us. I feel like not being mean and not saying bad words and not doing drugs and not having sex, I don't think that's enjoyable. Yeah, until you realize what's on the other side. It's like a child who's playing in the mud. He's like, I don't want to leave the mud pit because he doesn't know it what it's like to have a holiday at the beach. Right? Um. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, God's got, what, what God's got in the store for you is far better than what you currently are satisfied with. Okay, you know nothing about me, so don't let me say that. So let, let me mention this, though. Oh, yeah. Um, if, if, let's say you do today trust that Jesus died for all of your sin, but then tomorrow you mm-hmm. happen to do another five sins and then you died, would you go to I'm heaven doing, or hell? I'm doing ten tomorrow, dude. Don't even play. <laughs> um. Like he only did it for me yesterday, not today. Well, he actually dies for your future sins too, if you trust in what he's done. Oh, so then I'd be fine. Still going to heaven, correct. As long as you're trusting he paid for your sin. To Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, you just have to pray. Really? Well, it's not even about praying. It's about believing in your mind. The reason you're going to heaven is because he already took all the punishment you deserve on the cross. I'll just shut up and pray. But what if you don't (laughs) trust that he's done that for you? Then where would you end up? Living an enjoyable life. Funny thing. Well, not really, (laughs) because think about like this: if you got eighty years, let's say you got a pleasure that lasted eighty years. What what is eighty years in comparison to forever in eternal suffering? Nothing. Not that much. But here's back to like the kid in the mud thing. If you, if he's happy playing in the mud. But, like, he'd be happier at the beach. He doesn't know that. So he's plenty happy. Right. Until he realizes, man, oh, I've got this mud stuck in my eye and I can't get it out. And so using his other muddy hand to try to get the mud out of his eye. Now he's getting blind from that. And I think that's what happens with sin. We give in to the lust of our flesh and we get all kinds of regrets, diseases, broken relationships, and ultimately sometimes even depression, which could lead to suicide. Right, so that's what happens with giving. Oh, to. is that where I'm depressed? <laughs> the fuck? That's what often in. happens. You'll see that people who have everything are often oh, some of the saddest people, not the most happy. It's have you Jesus. noticed that? Pardon? Have you noticed that often those people who have everything and they're doing whatever they want—drugs, alcohol, that kind of stuff—they're 
they're actually some of the saddest people. I'm pretty happy right now. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, shit. <laughs> the thing is this, whether you're happy or not, you are going to mm -hmm. face death one day. And God is going to hold you responsible for what you've done. And it's not been worth mm. having. Is that a sense? So it's like illegal. Did you know that? Illegal? The fuck are you going to do with your dad? Exactly. So let me ask you this. Is it worth having mm -hmm. a tiny cup of pleasure in exchange for an ocean of pain? So when's the ocean of pain coming? Because I don't see it. Well, it could be at any it's moment. Because you, you don't know oh, when you're going to die. Yeah. yeah, I know. See, I don't know. If that. I killed you right now, right. Ocean so if you killed me right now, I'd be dead and there wouldn't be a heaven or hell. No, there definitely would be mm. because you're living in the, you, the creator's universe. He's got a place of punishment. And that's why I'm telling you this because I don't want you guys to go to hell. And you've now got to hear there's a way to go to heaven. That's sweet. He's never seen once in his life, have he? No, no, no. He said that he has, but he deletes. Oh. Yeah. Do you not even? What? What were you going to say? Can you get like, like if this was true, how would you be like in hell right now? <laughs> he would have come for us by now. Yeah. So can I ask you this then? Since you uh -huh. don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that Jesus paid for all of your sin? I don't necessarily not want to go to hell. It kind of sounds like if, um whenever. Can I choose whenever? Can I like procrastinate it? Well, do you know when you're gonna die? Um probably tomorrow <laughs> yeah you don't know right it could be today tomorrow next year anytime so therefore if you know there's that eternal punishment it makes, it makes you want i'm so sorry it should make you want to trust in what christ did as soon as possible right so my, my christian friend prayed for me the other day does that mean that i'm good your Christian friend prayed for you. Oh, that's good. Well, you know, this might be a sign. You know, you you had your Christian friend pray for you. You've now got to hear the gospel message. Like this is God being kind to you. So based on what I shared with you, can I ask you this? Based on what I shared with you, does doing good mm -hmm. things have any part in getting you into heaven? I see. I still don't believe in heaven or hell. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, then. okay. I think... It's reasonable that heaven and hell do exist. Right. Right, but I think it's also reasonable that literally anything else could also exist. Well, I don't no think evidence. so. I don't think literally anything else can exist. Anything I else. Can Instead, we see that we have a conscience. You and I, we know right from wrong. We feel guilty even when we do bad things. And so the very fact that our creator has made us with a conscience would imply that he cares about how we live. If he cares about how we live, he's going to hold us accountable for what we've done. How do if, you know that, like, the world isn't a simulation in which, like, this religion has been, like, inscribed into you? Well, even even if it was, it still shows a creator, a creator who's given me a conscience, and so, therefore, I know I'm going to be held responsible for what I've done in life. But, like, the, just because... God is a possibility, right? That doesn't mean that it's true because there's no evidence. Hold on, hold on. We didn't just look at God being a possibility. We saw God being the explanation for the fact that the universe had a beginning. The universe had a beginning. Yeah. It needs to have a creator. There must 
be other explanations for the beginning of the universe. There's actually not. The only explanation is because the, the, if the universe, if the Big Bang, for example, is the coming into being of all matter, space, and time, therefore whatever created the universe must be outside matter, space, and time. And so that's not then just, we're not just talking about a possibility, we're talking about the explanation of how the universe came into existence. It shows a creator. But I think... Okay, just, be just but, because God created... Yeah. Having sex tomorrow, you know? Bro. Go ahead, what were you saying? With who? Parker. Goddamn. You're such a war. Um, what, what was your question? Um, um, what if, like, okay, so God created the universe. What if he just, like, doesn't exist anymore? What if he just was, like, all right, created the universe, I'm done? I don't think that would make sense because if he has the power to make such a big universe Oops. like the one we live in, he would also then right. have the power to continue existing. Right, but what if he didn't want to? I don't think an eternal being that's outside of time can cease to exist because that would imply that he's in time. But if he's outside of time, he can't go out of existence or in existence he just always is. That sounds horrible. I feel really bad for him. No, he's he's self-sufficient. But he's been kind in creating you. He's been kind in giving you air to breathe every day. And so can I encourage you, instead of kind of just taking that for granted, thank him for the air that he's giving you to breathe. But, like, the trees are giving me the air to breathe. Mm. Well, yeah, and you didn't make the trees either. You didn't make the air. You didn't make the earth. You didn't make the sunlight. I'm not saying I any of this. I'm just saying science, though. Well, no, no, no. Science is the study of how the universe works. And scientists, in fact, that's why even modern science exists, because it was actually founded by Christians because they realized we see how this universe is incredibly complex and we're going to study this universe to see how it works. So science doesn't go against God. In fact, science shows how designed this is and shows therefore a designer. If science was created by Christians, how is there an explanation for evolution, which Christians don't believe in? Well, because so, um, science is things that we can observe and test and, and repeat. As I mentioned, right. we, cannot we can observe natural selection. We cannot observe molecules to man. We can observe evolution. No, we can observe natural selection. What can you observe about evolution if you're not talking about natural selection? Okay, natural selection and evolution go hand in hand. All right, and so brother. we can observe natural selection, but we can't observe molecules to man. Okay, so but like works. when we're looking at natural selection, like natural selection is evolution. Uh, no, instead, we, it is. what we observe is natural selection. And if that's what you're meaning by evolution, then fine. I can say, yeah, that's all good, but that's not molecules to man. That's just things best suited to their, their environment, survive and reproduce. And that doesn't go against the Bible whatsoever. That lines up perfectly with the Bible. Natural selection proves evolution, which is every living thing came from one ancestor. It doesn't prove that. Instead, it just shows things will survive and reproduce if they're best suited to their environment. That's Okay, if it doesn't saying, prove that, then you can't prove God. Well, we've already talked about how we know God's there. Ever, no. We can see the effect, just like you saw the effect, which is the building. We see the effect, which is the building. 
that proves the cause, which is the which is the builder. So we effect we see the effect, which is the universe. We see the cause is then a creator. But I think what you said before is the real reason why you're kind of holding back in wanting to maybe trust in what Jesus did is because you love living life your own way. Right. And so can I just encourage you, though, don't let that be your basis of why you reject. Instead, be willing to examine the claims of Jesus, even if it will inconvenience your lifestyle in a little in, in some ways. It's because he's calling you to a higher way of living, a more profound way of living, one that's going to be better for you in the long run too. But I'm perfectly happy with the way that I'm currently living. But that's not going to stop you dying. Well, I understand that, but I'm not afraid of death and I'm not oh. afraid of whatever that comes after that. But this is the thing is that you should be. Just like if I was in your house and I messed up your house, I broke all of your house rules, and I knew you were coming home in about six hours' time, I'm going to be quite scared knowing that you're going to get mad at me for what the, me trashing your place. And so if I know that the creator is going to one day hold me responsible when I die for what I've done, that should terrify you a bit. Every bad thought you've had he'll, he'll bring into the light on judgment day but like i don't believe that like like you saying like my house rules it's not i don't think it's god's universe so i don't think it's my house but hope you did you did agree that there would have to be a creator for the universe yes but i did not say that that was are you still talking to him i am I'm enjoying myself. Fuck you. Cat. Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, you oh, agree. That, so you agree yeah. there's a creator, which is good, and I agree with that no. as well. But that means it's okay. not our universe. Hmm? So, so yeah, do you no. see? Do you see what I'm saying? Continue. It's not our universe then. It's the creator's universe. So the analogy works perfectly. It's not my house. It's your house. So you set the rules, so the creator sets the rules for his universe. Well, it's... Your sound, your sounds lagging the again. house who doesn't care about the house anymore. So you were lagging again. Maybe if you uh, position the laptop a little bit differently or something, every now and then it lags. So... So... Okay, see, like, my house, my house rules, sure. But I didn't create my house like God created the universe. Whoever built the house created the house. And whoever built the house gave me the house so they no longer are allowed to be angry about what happens to the house. Okay, and the difference, though, is that Using your we haven't... It's not as if God has sold the universe to us. Like, in that example... You know, if you can buy a house from somebody who builds it, but you're buying it and because the person's selling it, the creator hasn't sold his universe to us. He still runs it. He still owns it. He sets the rules. So it's like I'm renting a house. Yeah, we are almost renting, or you might say we're not even having to pay for it. So we are being allowed to live in his house rent free but while we're here we must conform with his rules and yet we know we haven't we have our conscience that convicts us that we've done things that are bad in life 
how do you know that I have a conscience? Well, by the very how fact do you have proof that, of that? Yeah, the very fact that you know that you have you've felt bad in the past about things that you've done are bad. Don't talk right? about me. Don't talk about me. How do you know? How do I? I know whatever it is that. I how do you know about? I don't know that you have a conscience. I don't know that you're real. Because like, this is what this is what anthrop anthropologists recognize. They do studies to figure out what humans understand. They see that every human has this kind of mechanism in their brain that makes them feel guilty when they do bad. What if they were lying and that's not true? Yeah, but that's all. That's what the evidence shows. I know it. You even know it in your own mind. So that's why we, we should acknowledge, okay, we are going to be held responsible. But I just, want, I just want to check that you've understood what I've said about how do we avoid going to hell even though we rightfully deserve that? How do we avoid that? You're talking, you're talking in circles. I understand that part. It's Jesus. Yeah. And so do you have to do good things to go to heaven? No, you just need to fucking repent or whatever the hell. But what I'm talking no, about. It's not even about that. It's not about repenting. It's about trusting in what he's done. That he took the punishment for you. I don't I don't think that's true. But why? Because there's like no evidence in that. Absolutely, there's evidence for that. Jesus himself showed himself to be true by rising from the dead. And that's what actually convinced me of Christianity is by looking at the evidence, which I would encourage you to do. Right? But it's it's the thing is that if you don't if you don't want to look at the evidence, you won't bother. Right, and so then there's don't... no evidence. Excuse, there's no evidence from him rising to the dead, rising there from is. the dead. There is. How have you, have you looked at the historical accounts from those who were there? From the no, I haven't. That's Girl, what I, I you do. That's what I did. I read through those accounts from documents from the first century that we, you, you tell me. have, you... which we have, and we have. Man, explain it to me. What happened? We have these people who. They had every predisposition in not thinking that he rose from the dead by the fact that they were devout Jews and the Jews don't believe in a dying or rising Messiah. And yet they so suddenly and sincerely came to acknowledge that, yeah, he is alive from the dead. They saw him with their own eyes. They're willing. They proclaimed it. They're even willing to die for it. So you got that. You got the tomb. Just because his grave was on the third day as well. Just because his grave was empty three days later doesn't mean that he rose from the dead. That's what I just said. I wasn't talking about merely his grave being empty is one fact. The other fact was all these post-mortem appearances of Jesus. Post-mortem appearances. Yes, yeah. it is, bro. It, no, it isn't fact, though. Yeah, his tomb being found empty was a, is actually a fact. That is not even disputed amongst historians today. That's uh, It was found empty by a group of Jesus' women followers. Um, he was laid in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. He was found empty on the third day, despite being guarded by Roman soldiers. Big stone over the front. They could have been lying so easily. Oh God, he's not your well, This is what historians do. Historians have a set of criteria which they use to judge whether a document is accurate or whether it's been made up. And so, if they apply that same criteria which they would to say Alexander the Great, and they can know about what he did, and they same apply it to the criteria about Jesus, his death his resurrection, those historical records, and they're, set, they're found to be historically valid. And so I encourage you to look at the Satan. evidence. Right? Give, please, be, please think about it seriously because I do care about you, and I would hope that this Why? is not... Why do you care about me? You don't care whether I die on my drive home. 
No, you don't. I do care about you. I care about where you're going to spend forever. That's why I've been spending this last what 25 minutes or so with you because I don't, I don't want you to end up in a place of eternal suffering. Why? If I saw a child drowning in the ocean, I would seek to try and rescue them if I could, even if I didn't know who the child was. And so, if you're a human being made in the image of God, I don't want you to end up in a place of suffering. So you think that nobody deserves to do to nobody deserves to suffer is what you're saying. No, I think we all deserve to suffer. We all deserve to be in hell. But I'm trying to say that God's offering mercy to you now through this very conversation. He's offering you mercy through the sufferings of Jesus. He's offering mercy to everybody, no matter what they've done. Only if you accept that mercy by trusting that Jesus took your punishment for you. So, like, this is a bit of an extreme, but if Adolf Hitler was a Christian, God would forgive him for every shit that he did just because God is selfish and, like, he believes in him? No, it's not about selfish. It's kindness. It's kindness. Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. It was purely out of love that he chose to die to save us. And you, do you remember on okay. the cross there, were, there was a criminal next to him that said to Jesus, like he was being executed. This guy was being executed for his crimes that he did. Do you remember what, ha- yeah. remember what he said to Jesus? Have you heard about what he said to Jesus? But what I'm, you're, I mean, you're, this is you're answering your talk- question. This is answering your question because you're, this is some, this was an Adolf Hitler. There was an Adolf, there was basically an Adolf Hitler who lived back in Jesus' day, right? Oh, really? Did they kill? He was Smith? being crucified for he was being killed for his crimes that he committed, publicly executed. And right before he died, just moments before he died, he said to Jesus, Remember me as you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Today you'll be with me in paradise. And so yes, he went to heaven because Jesus was dying for his sins as well, because he came to believe in him. So Jesus died for Hitler's sins. No, so no, the no, six for that mil- man on the theme on the cross. The thief on the cross. Me- Hitler, Hitler, Hitler didn't come to trust in Jesus. Hitler didn't come to trust in Jesus. How do you how do you know that? What did well, based you on the say? records of his life, you can see he didn't have any even professed to trust in Christ to save him. So therefore, he, if that's what he's believing, he doesn't then have Jesus dying for his talk, sins. Let's talk fictionally, like the rest of this conversation. If no, we're Hitler. talking about facts. And so, okay, my, my calling, please be reasonable. Please be reasonable. I am being reasonable. I'm trying to speak, and you continue to interrupt me. I'm frustrated. <laughs> But you make claims like this is fictional or this is that. That's not being reasonable. That's just making assertions. That's not being reasonable. No, she's making facts. You're not. In, okay. Let's, okay. So then not this specific hypothetical situation, right? Hitler, man of Christ, whatever you call them. He was forgive. God would have forgiven him for everything that he had done if he had just believed if he came to trust that Jesus paid for his sin, then yes. And he would have been a completely different person from that point on. Just like so you would I be once you trust in Christ. You're going to be a completely better person once you do trust in Jesus. Not perfect, but you're still going to, you're going to be living much better because you'll this be... This was a super fun conversation, but I'm going to go continue to not believe in God and do drugs and have premarital, well, premarital God's sex. Real, but suppressing the truth won't help you in the long run. Heavenly Father, do you pray for that girl? Do you pray that you'd soften her heart? Lord, it's so clear your scripture is true time and time again that people just suppress the truth because they love their sin, which she made very, very clear in that.
um, conversation. Lord, thank you that she's now accountable for what she's heard. And Lord, I do pray that you'd soften her heart now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And when before the throne I stand in him complete Jesus died my soul to save My lips shall still repeat Jesus paid it all All to him I owe Sin had left a crimson stain He washed it white as snow Jesus paid it all All to Him I owe Sin had left a crimson stain He washed it white as snow Don't think she expected to hear that good news today she probably maybe came on maybe to mock, but she heard the amazing message of Christ and him crucified. That was a good chat. I'm glad we got to answer her questions, and she got to see a good reasonable defense of the faith, and she got to see why her why she's rejecting. She loves sin, and she openly admitted that. It's literally like the criminal who says, I'm not going to do what's right. I'm going to break the law because I like the feeling that breaking the law gives me. Oh, the person's going to get what they deserve as they get caught by the police and thrown into prison. And so I'm hoping that this girl will come to realize that the pleasure of sin is not worth being caught by God and being thrown into his eternal prison. She's in God's hands. And thank you guys that you've been praying for her. They give you encouragement. Okay. Let me just check the question list. All right, let's do a couple questions, and then we'll get some more Amigo chats up after that. So let's do a quick question time. And Reuben mentioned it was nice that someone even prayed for her. Yeah. I think God's on a case. Someone prayed for her the other day, she mentioned. Now someone, now she, she got someone to witness to her, answer all of her questions. Won't be long, maybe, before she's actually a Christian. And I think what's going to weigh on her head, in her heart and her head is how disappointed she is with her sin. Sin doesn't satisfy, and she knows it. Deep down she knows how unsatisfying sin is. You know it yourself, don't you? I know it myself. Sin just always leaves. It's basically like eating stolen bread. You might think it will taste sweet, but in your mouth, it'll fill your mouth with gravel. Sin outwardly says, oh, it's going to be amazing if I get that. You get it, and you're filled with just guilt and shame and heartache and pain. I think 
that's going to weigh on her, on her heart as she, when she does her sins, she'll realize how unsatisfied she is with it. Okay, this one from Noah. What is the tribulation? The tribulation is referring to hard times that we go through as through, as Christians here on this earth. Some people will say it's seven years prior to Jesus' return, but I think that may be symbolic of just representative of the entire time that we live here on this earth. Why? Because John himself said in Revelation chapter 1, verse 9, that he's already part of the tribulation. The tribulation. Which means he lived 1900 and something years ago how could he be part of the tribulation must already just be a symbolic period of time every time here on this earth until jesus comes back jesus himself said in this world you'll have tribulation but take heart of overcome the world alfie our uk friend no chatters in vain has asked this i know we have original manuscript copies of the bible but do we know what happened to the original manuscripts themselves? They would have been lost. They would have been either destroyed, burnt, or just lost. We don't have them. That's not worrying. That's not, that's not bad. Because God, in his wisdom, allowed there to be thousands of copies of it. So even if you don't have the original, you know what the original says because you've got all those copies. And the copies are, are dated so early compared to many, every other document from antiquities. Think about the stuff we know about Rome. The earliest copies we have of them, like 500 years after. Think of Alexander the Great, earliest copy we have of him, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years after. But with the New Testament, for example, John was written was written about 90 AD. You know the earliest papyri we've discovered of John, dating to 125 AD. That is 35 years from the original. That is so close, closer than any other work of all antiquity. And so, the Bible is the gold standard in terms of what we've discovered in regards to manuscripts compared to any other document from antiquity. It's amazing. It's the gold standard. This is from Brody. Why weren't the Gospels like Thomas or Mary Magdalene included in the Bible? The Gospels of Thomas and Mary Magdalene were not written by Thomas nor Mary Magdalene. They're written by some random people that came hundreds of years later called the Gnostics. The Gnostic people were people that wanted to try and promote their theology by claiming to have other Gospels. But it wasn't written by Thomas or Mary. It was written by some other random person. But they're not going to put their own name on the top, say, the Gospel of Bob. No one's going to read a Gospel called the Gospel of Bob. And so to try and gain credibility, they put the Gospel of Thomas. And yet, because it's from hundreds of years later, it's no, no reference to it in the first century, we can see that those books are not scripture. This one from Motsu has asked, could you please explain Revelation 3 verse 9? What is that talking about? Okay, it says, Behold, I'll make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie, Behold, I'll make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn, 
learn that I have loved you. Okay, so the context of this verse is that Jesus is writing this letter to a church in Asia Minor. Now, the church in particular that he's writing to is the church of Philadelphia. There you go. Looks like the church of Philadelphia. And this synagogue, synagogue of Satan, people try and interpret what that is, but it just seems to be Jewish people who are trying to persecute the church there. And they're claiming to be the true Jews, but because they didn't believe in the Messiah, Jesus, they're not really Jews. True Jews are ultimately those who do come to trust in Christ. I think that's the point he's making there. And so there was some sort of localized group in the city called Philadelphia of people who were oppressing or persecuting the Christians in that church of Philadelphia, which is in modern-day Turkey today. But the church doesn't exist today, but that's where it was located when Jesus wrote this letter. And Ismail has asked the next one, was Christianity the first religion? Because I'm not sure, question mark. No, Christianity was not the first religion. Judaism would be before Christianity and would be then the first religion. Because think about it. God revealed to Adam information. And that's almost like the precursor to Judaism even. But what is Christianity then? Christianity is Judaism, but completed or fulfilled. Because we do believe in the entire Old Testament, which is what the Jews believe in. But we also believe in what in the fulfillment of that. Because the Old Testament talks about a Messiah, Jesus Christ, coming and dying for our sins. Sadly, modern-day Jews reject that. And so they're rejecting their own scriptures. So true, true Judaism is actually Christianity then, where we believe the entire Old Testament, but also the New Testament, which fulfills the Old. Silly Goose has asked, is the body separate from the soul? Yes, you've only got two parts of your body, your body and your soul. Two different parts of you, your body and your soul. What happens at death is that your soul is separated from your body. That's what death is, the separation of your soul from your body. You don't go out of existence, you don't sleep, your body may go into the ground, but your soul goes to heaven or to hell. Okay, good questions. We're going to get some more Amigo chats up. We'll do another question time in a bit, but let's get some chats started. It's very cool to see that I met, you can see on the sidebar, there's a new trainee grad. His name was is Willie. He came in, I actually met him on Amigo during the first hour of chats while Harmony was on. And I said, hey, you're a Christian, join training. And it's like, sure. And so I sent him over to Paul, and Paul's then spent an hour and a bit of training with him, and he's graduated already, and he's he's having his own chats now. God is good raising up laborers in the one day. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? I think it's very exciting. Um, okay. Okay, so who are we going to get up? Maybe it's good to see Joshua is here as well. Joshua is, is having some chats of his own. Let us see if we can get maybe Joshua to unmute for us. Let's see. He's a fellow Aussie. Joshua, can you hear us? 
Yeah, yeah, I can now. I just finished the just finished the chat. So awesome, think, man! Good job. Yeah. yeah, would you be able to maybe share a chat for us? Yeah, sure. I'd love to, man. Yeah. yeah so maybe maybe you're gonna have to reshare your screen. Reshare the Chrome yeah. tab uh, with the audio button selected. The share audio button. It's be good. So if you guys can cheer on Joshua, he's a fellow Aussie, and be encouraged by the chats he's about to have. All right, make sure you unmute there, Joshua. Nice. All right, I believe I should be good. Let's just give this a roll through. Yeah. The time. God is good. Sweet. There we go. Yep, we got to hear that. All right, well, yeah, if I'm all good to go, then let's get this thing on the road. <laughs> Sweet. All right, guys, yeah, cheer me on. Um, hopefully hopefully we can have some good chats and everyone gets encouraged. Father God, we pray for this next person. May you save him. No chat is in vain. Amen. Let's see what the streets of Amigo have for us today. Hey. Hello, bitch. Hey, mate, how you going? Shut up, bitch. Oh, really? Well, I was just going to say, I had a question for you. Have you thought about what happens after we die? That's weird. That was a reconnect, but, um, yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to see the process there. Oh, well, can I get your time really quickly? Hey, I've got a question for you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think happens after we die? What? What do you think happens after we die? I don't know. I feel like there's like an afterlife, maybe. Afterlife. So do you believe in God? Oh. How do I? How do I? Hey, I've got a question for you. What? What do you think happens after we die? I hope you kill yourself right now. You're going to get those ones, team, if you ever do this yourself. Hey, I've got a question for you. What do you think happens after we die? What'd you say? What do you think happens after we die? I can out of here. I have to be in What was that, sorry? Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you just said because I couldn't hear you. I was just asking, what do you think happens after we die? Getting convicted. Yo. Yeah, mate. I've got a question for you. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, what do you think happens after we die? Honestly, I don't know, but I'm just hoping for the best. Hoping for the best, right? Well, do you believe in God? 50-50. Well, we know he exists, right? Because... We can, yeah, kind of. Well, we can look at things that we can observe, right? And Like can, the Bible, for example? Yeah, yeah. So the Bible is a great example. The Bible is a great example because it's a reliable collection of historical documents. Did you know that? Yeah, so oh. after that, I was going to give him the house analogy, but that's okay. Hey, I've got a question for you. Oh, hello. 
Yeah, what do you think happens after yes. we die? Uh, we reincarnate. Do you think? Do you believe in heaven and hell? No. You don't. Well, do you believe in God? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. But I just believe that our souls get trans get uh transferred to another body. So you believe in reincarnation? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Right, but there's no evidence for reincarnation, now, is there? But we do know that God exists. <laughs> there's no evidence for God, though. There is, though. There, but there's not. Yeah. Well, look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. So, the house that I'm sitting in right now, do you believe that this house had a builder? Yes. It did, right? But you haven't met the builder, have you? No, but, like... <laughs> well... In the same way, right, that nothing can just come from nothing. Something has to come from something. We know that creation would have had to yeah, have a creator. But... Does that make sense? Yeah, but okay. Do you, when you think of God, <clears throat> do you like uh, imagine like a man, like a person? I don't imagine anything because, just... well, the God, the Father, right? He's not a physical being. He, he doesn't live in our bounds of, like, time, space, and, and matter. So I don't think of anything. So he's I... just a being. He is a being, yes. He's the creator of the universe. So he's outside of time. Does that make okay, sense? Okay, but how do you know that? Well, for one, the analogy I just gave you, I know that nothing can come from nothing because something has to come from something. And I know that everything that has a beginning, or everything that exists, sorry, would have had to have had a beginning and that would be god okay, outside but of what, time. If, what if it was just like uh clumped together like cells you mean like sort of the big bang where it expanded yeah because that still would have had a beginning that doesn't play any relevance into whether or not it had a beginning okay i see your point yeah so we know God but is... But I still don't believe in God. Well, what about the relevancy of the Bible then? Do you not believe in that? I haven't read the Bible. Well, the, the Bible is quite cool, right? So it's actually a collection of historical documents, right? That were written by multiple different authors who also write about all of these, um, these great events that happened that claim to be divine in origin rather than human. And the Bible, it stood the test of time for thousands of years, and it's had no contradictions. And it's fulfilled very specific prophecies. Right? So the Bible also acts as evidence because yeah. it's, it's a reliable collection of historical documents. Uh... So, so we know God exists just by observing the things around us. Right? Okay. So you're starting to see how, how God can, how God exists now, or are you still not convinced? I am, I am a huge Christian. I love Trisha Paytas, and I love, um... Uh, so you know about Christianity, then? 
I'm I was baptized as a baby. Does that count? Well, being baptized doesn't make you a Christian. Okay. Baptism's a good thing, but um, you know there there is more to it than that. Um, so if there is a creator of the universe, then because it sounds like you're somewhat familiar with Christianity, do you believe then that God has given us laws to follow? Rules. Well, rules, laws, you know. When you do something wrong and you know you've done something wrong, it's something like there's something on your conscience telling you you've done something wrong. You would agree that's God that's given us laws to follow, right? Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's that's why even without reading about the laws, we know we've done something wrong because it's essentially on our conscience telling us we've done things wrong. So I'll put it to you this way. Do you think Wait. you've do you think you've been a good person? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Have you ever told a lie before? I okay. Yes, haven't everyone? <laughs> haven't everyone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I've told many lies before. You ever used bad language before? Bad language. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. And have you ever been angry with someone <laughs> just in your head? You just thought, oh man, I don't like this person. Of course. Yep. So, that, yeah, this is things that we've all done. So, and, and God also, he, he said in his Bible that his standard is perfection. And if we've done these things, then we've failed to be perfect. So, if he were to judge us based on the things that we've done before, would he find us innocent or guilty? Wait, so does God say that everyone has to be perfect? He does, yeah. Okay, but like, why? Because that's his standard. Because when he, he created the universe in such a way that we are we are meant to be are holy to live it correctly. Are people not allowed to have feelings? So what was that, sir? <laughs> sir, you're calling me. I said sorry, but it's okay. Beautiful song. To be his treasure and his prize. The things are all leave behind. To live and worship of my king. That's okay, Chet. Hey, thanks for that. Joshua, that was awesome, you being able to chat. Your screen's just a little bit blurry, so we might, just in terms of streaming, pass to someone else. I'm not sure why it is a bit blurry, but um, but yep. appreciate you being able to share those chats that you had, and we'll also then get someone else up now. Um, but, yeah, good on you, man. You're doing well. It, was, it sounded really good. Okay, so I think we'll pass over to... Let's get Paul to maybe unmute. He can share a chat with you guys. Trust the promises of Christ, and and that is why I have my confidence. Sure. Yeah, so, so understandable. It's oh, not. I, not I, it's not a guy. Sure, 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 sure. So, so. No, that's awesome, man. Well, that sounds good. Um, God bless. You too, mate. And um, we'll hopefully see each other in heaven one day. Yeah. God bless. Okay, mate. You take care. All right. See you, mate. Bye.
Okay, well, awesome there. That was a great chat there with a couple of guys that, um, or a, a lady and a, a man and husband and wife. It was quite funny because when we got into the chat, it was like, how are you going today? And I just said, well, there's no chat in vain. <laughs> it was coming across to me like a radio voiceover man. So it was quite a funny introduction there to start with. But um, hey, guess what? I've got a song to play. So let me play a song. Well, Heavenly Father, we just pray for the husband and wife team there that, that uh, they come to understand the truth of your gospel and um, may you uh, fill their hearts further with joy and wonder and that they uh, continue living on in their Christian life with you. And uh, we pray for the next few chats, Lord, that you help me out with these conversations and um, we do this in your mighty name. Amen. Welcome aboard, friends and guilty sinners alike. Yes, we are here to have some chats with no chatters in vain. I'm going to play that and see if it comes up. Ready? God is good no. all the time. God yep. is good. Oh, let's try and get it. No chatters in vain. No chatters in vain. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, let's say hello to a few people who are watching right now. Is that, Let me get that on my screen. We've got Ninja Star, Christina Song. And Ian, mate, when are you coming for training? And I've done two trainees in the last two days that have joined the stream and they're coming in and they're having chats, man. What's stopping you? It's time. It's time, brother. It's time. Uh, we have Nicholas, Noah, and Alfie, me old mate, Alfie, Steve. Good on you, Steve. Steve. And Nitten, Nine Eaton. And who else we got there? Silly Goose. Good to see you there, Silly Goose. Kazooie. And we've got Carissa, who's rambling on at the moment. Um, Joshua, good to see you guys, if you're still there. If you haven't said hello, please say hello to us in the chat bar. We love hearing from you. If you have any questions, please get them in. Ryan will be coming to the questions very soon. Yes, Carissa is gum-flapping a lot. I get it. You don't see what I see in the stream room, guys. That's you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, sits behind the curtain in the room. We can't see her face. She's always hidden. Just doesn't want to show us what's going on. Anyway, <sighs> curtain, yes, you're behind your screen. You've got your 
curtain up. You've got your camera off. Anyway, we can't see Carissa in the panel. You can see on the side window there that you probably see her off. I oh, know you probably don't. Anyway, yes, Chris is right. I'm gum flapping. Let's get into a chat. Let's try this. See, so here we go. Hey, there you go, mate. Welcome back. Welcome back. How you going? Good yourself. Okay. Yeah, good, mate. Have you thought about our chat and what we had last time? Got nothing new to say to you. Okay. So are you willing to come to understand God's truth or? I really do. It's what uh, Christians have lived for the last 2,000 years. Okay. And so. What about you? Well, was your truth invented? Well, it was in, invented in the Bible with the with God's word. God's word? How do you know it's God's word? How do you know it's not? Which please answer your question. Just repeating rhetorical attacks is uh, not conducive to the conversation. No worries, mate. Well, hey, you've got our website, so you can check us out on it, all right? So we'll catch you later. Hey, you got a question for you. Smart. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? I think we go to heaven. Yeah, I agree. We might go to heaven or we could be sent to hell. What stops us getting sent to hell, do you think? If you're Jewish, if you're gay, if you're transgender. <coughs> right. If you okay, sure. And it's like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I hate pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Me too. Cannot stand yeah. it. I don't know if that's worthy of going to hell, though. <laughs> yeah. But would you would you agree God gives us rules to follow? Yeah. Now I'm not here to judge you in any sense because I've done these things myself, but have you ever told a lie? No. <laughs> you never lied? Have you ever done? I think you I think you're telling me a lie right now. Yeah, very Christian. Yeah, well, we've got a question for you. Yo, what's up, bro? Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? After we die, we're an enemy judged by God, bro. I believe that 100%. How do you think you're going to go on Judgment Day? Are you going to be innocent or guilty before God? Well, you know, I put my faith in Jesus, and right. that makes me in the sight of God righteous and blameless. Sure. Does that excuse us? Does that excuse us from the law that He's given us to follow? Oh, no way. Right. No so, way so so, based on how we've lived, do we deserve heaven or do we deserve hell? Oh, yeah. By nature, we deserve hell. Absolutely, 100%. And that's everyone on the planet, would you say? Everyone. Right. And what saves us from our hell punishment? Jesus Christ. Yeah. What did he do for us? His death, burial, and resurrection, and his life, he lived perfectly. Yeah, you got it, man. You got it. So how does that get us into heaven? Yeah, because, you know, the Bible says, by death reigned from one man, Adam, life reigns to the perfect man, Jesus Christ. Sure. So. What happens to our sins, though? Oh, they're blotted out. How? They're not charged against us. But how do they disappear on us? Because Jesus took upon took yeah. upon him. Right. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So Jesus paid for our sins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, mate. So what if you do trust that Jesus has done this for you, but then tomorrow you do ten more sins and then died straight after those sins? 
would, would you still go to heaven or hell do you think yeah it depends on your walk with god i feel like if you do practice sin you haven't changed right yeah but then you may don't have true faith but if you do end up sinning you know first john says that if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us so if you stumble that's okay sure but if you practice sin so we're still going to get to heaven right right and that's because he's paid for all of our sins past present and future but i agree i think that if um, a person still continues to love the sin instead of hate the sin then i would say they haven't truly repented and changed to come to christ at all which means i think 90 percent of christians are sadly fake christians in what they say now, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that as a guessing number. I'm not sure if that's the real amount, but based on the conversations I've had, that's what I'm sort of alluding to. But what would you, what would your name, man? My name's Paul. TJ. TJ. Good name. Pleased to meet you, TJ. Yes, it is a good name. <laughs> Do you have like a channel? Yeah, I'll send that to you in a sec. But just let me ask you a few more questions, right? Because I don't want you to get distracted. But if you stood before God this very second and He says, "Why should I let you into heaven?" What would the answer be? All because of what Jesus did for me. 100%. Top of the class. <laughs> Drop the microphone answer. Yeah. Because Jesus paid for my sins, sir. And you say, well, yeah, you're right about that. The punishment I had for you, I've given the Jesus. Welcome to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Now, how sure out of 100% can you be you'll go to heaven if you died this very second? Oh, 100%. 100%. Well done. Now, do I have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? No, you just put your faith in him. Good answer. Yeah. Hopefully that faith leads to that. Of course. Now, because we remember that um, asking and saying sorry doesn't pay for my sins, right? And it wouldn't make sense that it would anyway, because imagine if I have a $1,000 speeding fine, I'm in front of the judge. Judge, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break the law of this $1,000. Please forgive me. Doesn't pay for the yeah. fine, right? Or if, or if you told the judge, you did all these good things. Right, things same, exactly. Now, do we have to get baptized to go to heaven? No, it's all about faith. Mate, good answer. So if we don't have to do these things, why do we do these things? Because just like James talks about, true faith will lead to our works for God. Dead trees can't produce good fruit. There you go. There you go. Yeah, good answer, man. Now, when was the last time you read from the Bible? Uh, right before I came on here. You know, I oh, nice. The oh, awesome, man. Awesome. So you read the Bible every day? Every day, yeah. Excellent. What sort of church do you go to? Um non-denominational okay sure they preach the same message yes that's awesome man well mate as far as i'm concerned i think you're a pretty solid believer in the faith and understand how exactly we get to heaven so i mean do you have any questions that you've always been doubtful about or Um, all right let me ask you one more question what if you had a friend who dies and God says, why should I let you into heaven? And he says, well, two reasons. Jesus paid for my sins and I've been a good person sharing the gospel. Heaven or hell? Mm. You know, I know that we are given extra crowns for what we do, right? 
but they don't save us. So I think that if someone is bringing up what they did for God um, as a sign of they should be letting up, I'm not talking about signs. I'm going to say most likely how because yep. you, you're leaving your giving in the heaven for a different Good answer, man. Because he's thinking two reasons. So it'd be 50% Jesus, 50% himself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, good answer, but, man. Um, so we're not saved by yeah, what we do, it's what God has done. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever considered sharing the gospel online, TJ? Yeah, I, I do on all platforms. Actually. Awesome, because we actually supply free training. I'll give you the social websites that we're at, what we're about. Um, uh, yeah, the need God, I follow need God on TikTok. Oh, there you really? That's why you, yeah, that's why you follow the same things he asks. Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, well, I we work. I work with needgod.net, and um, I pretty much moderate most of the TikToks that came through. So, um, but hey, listen, man, we we would love to have new team members join us in sharing the gospel because i'm trying to talk with a few blokes on line that are probably watching now ian steve and alfie right they're probably watching this right now to have them encouraged to come in on board as well now the last two days we've trained up two people so i'd love to continue that streak with maybe getting someone else graduated to come in and join us in our room uh to share the amigo uh, on amigo the gospel and if you're interested in that man i'd love to hook up with you and, and um, give you some information on how we go about it and um, and get you on board with us, man, to share the gospel with us online. So if you want to think about it, um, reach out to me on um, Instagram, which is the needgod.net number seven website. All right. And if you do that, actually, have you got Instagram? Yeah, I've got Instagram. Mate, shoot me a quick message now and because I've got it open this very second. And then what I'll do, yeah. I'll send you some details um, for some training resources that we have. And then I can organize a time to hook up with you. Uh, yep, 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 that's the one. Just say, just send us a new message request. And then I'll I'll have you there. And then we can, uh, we can re-hook up and then go through a bit of a role play and then just go through examples of how we have our gospel chats. And, mate, we'll get you on board if yeah. you want. Um, Okay, so did you send it? Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. That's right. Um, yeah, I've just sent it. Okay, so, okay, I can see you there. Um, who talked to you on Eagle? Told me the text. Great, I've got that. I've got that. Now, what I'm going to do, just keep it open there for a second, because well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send you some stuff to check out, all right? So there's a couple of videos, um, and there's a script. All right, we've got a script. If you open up the script and if you follow that script from head to toe, and Lord willing, if you talk to somebody that's willing to come to Christ, you can have them understand the gospel message in you know, 12 minutes and uh, they'll come to faith in Christ. All right. all right, so what I'll do, I'll, I'll get in touch with you in the next day or two, all right, um, and then we'll organise a chat session and we can we can go from there, mate. We'll get you in on the team. Um, when you have a look at the YouTube live stream, you can see on the thumbnails there all the other people that are in the room. Um, man, it's a bunch of fun, and uh, yeah, it's it's, a, it's awesome, man. So, uh, it, you'll be welcome into this. Oh, I'm in Australia, I'm in Australia. Yeah, how about you? You're in America, there. We can see, 
Awesome. Mate, I'd love to get in touch with you, man. So how's your um, – I know it's probably getting on, what, 11 o'clock at night for you guys now over there. Um, okay, so let's say um, – like, are you available in so 30 minutes' time or so to maybe have another quick video check to just go through it or – all right. Well, what I'll do, I will just keep an eye on the Instagram. I'll send you another link that I'll get you to click on to, and then it'll bring us up into another video chat room that we can chat one-on-one instead of like, and outside of a meeting. And then we'll go through it. We'll have a quick video chat. We'll explain what we're about, um, show you a few things. And if you're still interested, mate, yeah, we'd love to get you on board and, um, yeah, have a crack with it and uh, join the team. That'd be awesome. Thank you, yeah, I love the Christian gospel. Oh, mate, we'll show you how to do it. No worries at all. And we'll give you all the tips and the tricks on how to get around the hard conversations, how to deal with people from different religions. Yeah. We'll give you all the knowledge of, that you need to know and not one Bible verse as well. All right, so these are all tricks and tips that we teach you on how to have these chats. All right, so no, that sounds exciting, TJ. That's really good. I look forward to it, man. So give me about 30 minutes um, and I'll I'll reach back out to you there and we'll um, have another quick video chat and go from there. All right. God bless you, my brother. Yeah, and now go to the YouTube channel right now because we are streaming live this very second and you can go and watch me have another chat with somebody else on on Omegle. All right, you'll get to see it in action and we're going to train you to do the same thing the way we do it. Sound fair? (laughs) That that sounds awesome. All right, TJ, good on you, man. Look forward to about half an hour, okay? We'll we'll reach out. Thank you, brother. We'll catch you then. See you, mate. Bye. Wow. How awesome is that? CJ. See? Ian, Alfie, Steve. It's that easy. <laughs> All right. Let's pray for that. TJ. Thank you, Lord, for that amazing conversation there. We pray that we can connect later on there as well for some training and um, get him on board to um, join the team for the harvest. And with the laborers, a few. So that would be awesome to have another member. We do know that you're raising laborers for us, Lord. So we do thank you for that mightily. And uh, we thank you for everything, Lord. And uh, we pray for these next chats as well. They can be fruitful and that you get glory in all these chats. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome chat with TJ. TJ, he's already a believer. Very solid. Okay, very solid. On on the gospel so it looks like i'm going to be training again a bit later this afternoon which is going to be great look forward to having a chat with tj all right guys we still have a few more minutes for the official four hours i'm thinking it's going to go for another hour but get the questions in if you have any um let us know if you um, want to have any questions answered, we will try and answer them the best we can. Ryan will answer the questions very shortly. And we will follow that up with a Kahoot game. So be ready for the Kahoot and fastest finger first. So it will be a test of skills, test of speed. The questions are pretty easy there. Yeah, a little bit. Yesterday's were a little bit above you know, Sunday school questions, but they weren't too bad. Um enough for me to not get on the podium because I was clicking madly on I thought one of the true false questions were reverse so I'm thinking that this is a trick question so I started clicking on true when it was a false answer and I thought ah I'm out <laughs> one bad answer you're gone right but it's always good fun so it's a good way to learn as well so don't feel that you can't participate because you don't know enough bible knowledge mate this is why we do these quizzes so that you can get there and learn more 
So we um, yeah, invite you there to come and have a chat or come and have a play along with us. We send out the game code on the YouTube chat bar there. So we'll give you the link there as well to have a look at. Um, I think that's about it. Now, training, 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 please. If you need to want to learn how to share the gospel online and join the team and come into our stream room and join the family, then reach out to us on Instagram, just like TJ did just then, uh, needgod.net number seven, and uh, we will take it from there. We'll give you some information to look at and we'll certainly help train you up. Um, I had another trainee today who's disappeared on us, but that was that's okay because he probably had to go. But, um, yeah, we're getting new trainees on board, so hopefully they'll all come back in soon. Um, but the offer is there. Anyway, let's try again and have another chat. Yo, got a question for you. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Uh-huh. Hey, I've got a question for you. What do you think happens to us after we die? We get reincarnated. Reincarnated, okay. Do you believe in God? Excuse me? Do you believe in God? I don't know. I don't know if the only will like told you if I believe in God. Okay, I just saw yeah. that you got the Jesus and the God tag. I just assumed that you believed yeah, in Jesus why. and God. Yeah, I believe in God. Okay. Do you agree that God gives us rules to follow in life that we sometimes ignore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm not here to judge you, right, because I've done these things over myself, but have you ever told a lie? All the time. I've told thousands. Yep. Hey, I've got a question for you. What? Yeah, we've got a question for you. That's good. What do you think happens to us after we die? Nothing. Like actually. Okay. Well, I see you got the Jesus and the Christian tag there. I'm assuming that you're a Christian. No. No. Okay. Do you believe in God? Uh, not the Christian one. Oh, okay. I, mean, I don't really believe in God, but open to the idea that there is one. Sure. Would you agree there had to be a creator for the things we see now, with like the universe and the earth, for it to exist? There needed to be a creator for it. Um, not necessarily. It's definitely a possibility. Sure. But we can use common sense and rational thinking, can't we? And logical thought process that we know that things can't create themselves from nothing, right? Mm -hmm. If that was true, we'd see things pop up in front of us. Well, if it was true, we'd see things pop up in front of us right now. So we know that if buildings need builders, paintings need painters, then creation would need a creator. Would that make Wouldn't sense? Would it also be possible that, like, it, that it is possible for something to be created out of nothing, and that it's just an extremely rare possibility? And the one time that it happened, it created the universe. I mean, but is there one example of where that's happened? The gap though? in human knowledge. Is, but when the, we the gap within human knowledge is so large, sure. it could legitimately have been anything that created. Right, but we know we do you know, know we I, do. That's what. Uh, okay. That a god created it. I created it, and I don't. Right. So, but it's fair to say, though, that we know that things can't create themselves, right? We don't know that. Well, we do. No, we don't. We have demonstrated it that humans cannot do such a thing, but we don't know that it's possible. 
Would it be possible? It's very difficult. Would it be fair to say that the Absolutely. Yes or no? We don't. Is it fair to say that there was definitely a builder for my house, even though I've never seen him? Your house is not the universe. It's a possible. No, no. I'm saying, is it possible to say that there's a builder for my house, even though I've never seen him? Yes, because for all that we know, houses don't create themselves on our own. We know that houses right. need We don't know that. Right. And what's the evidence that tells me that it's true that there was a builder I've never met? What's the evidence? What's the evidence? Because we know that all houses are created by people. Well, the house itself We've is the evidence. House. The house itself is the evidence, right? No, all of human history is the evidence. No, the house itself tells me that there was a builder. No, the fact that we know that houses need to be built based off of all of human history is the evidence. The house itself is not evidence. Of course it is. No, it's not. Well, what's it evidence of? It's evidence of there is a house. Which needed a builder to build it. It's called the house of the rising. No, it's not. I know what you're trying to do, and it's not going to work because your logic is flawed. How? Because a house is not the same as a universe. Those are two different things. Still two while physical things. Still two physical on, things. While we know, don't interrupt me. While we know that houses have to be built by a builder because throughout all of human history, it's the only way they No, there's only one universe that we know of. We have no idea how it was created. Houses and universes are not the same thing. Therefore, we cannot say that because a house has a builder, the universe has a builder. Yeah, but what I'm using the house as evidence, it's a physical thing that I can see and touch. Right? Yeah, it is a physical thing. They so, touch, so, so the earth, is, so the earth is the same. No, I can, no, no, I can no. physically and touch the earth. No. I can physically and touch. I can physically see and touch the no. earth, can't I? Well, we know how the earth was created. But I can, it's a physical thing that I can touch. That's it's a physical thing I can see and touch, right? Yeah, it is. So therefore, if I know my house had to have well, a builder. We know how the earth was Therefore, I know the Earth had to have an Earth builder. No, because we know how the Earth was created too. The same way we know how the uh, houses are created. We look at history and we look at how, uh, sorry, how planets are created rather than how buildings are created. Because believe it or not, things can be made in different ways. A rock doesn't have a builder. A rock is just a rock. But a rock's not a house. But a rock is not a house either. A rock is not a house either. Yeah, I'm explaining the difference between a rock. If you would listen, then maybe you could... Where did the rock come from? Okay, going to let Paul finish off that chat he's having. Doing a great job. And I'm going to say hello, 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 hello to everyone who's here today. So great to have you. We are going to be answering any questions you've got, so feel free to put them in the chat. But I'm going to find out first who got here first. That's right. Who got into the chat first from the TikTok Live that we just did? Looks like Julian Masso coming first. Well done, man. You get the throne for coming in first. That was good. Close behind you, though, was Anderson. Third was Cyber. Gabby and Lorato came into fifth. Nice work, you guys. Getting in really quick. All right. Do you have any questions? Put them in the chat. And just put them in the chat once. You don't have to repeat them over and over again. Once is enough because our mods are bringing your question to the question list, which is what I'm going to work through in answering them. So let's do that. 
Are you ready? Get set. Let's go. First question came in from Asley. Do you have to know a lot of facts about Jesus? And I think you're meaning like to go to heaven. And the answer is no, not to go to heaven. You just need to know, I guess, one main thing. And there may be some sub things under that. One main thing is that Jesus came to die for your sins, that he took all the punishment on the cross on, on your behalf. And so you rely upon that alone to save you, what he's done for you. But also it's good to know that he did rise from the dead. Death could not hold him down. He did rise victoriously from the grave. That's sufficient to save you. Trusting in what Christ did, that's sufficient to save you. But we shouldn't just be content in knowing that and that's it. We want to keep learning more and more and more about Jesus. And how are you going to do that? Listening to a stream like this can be helpful, but also getting into your Bible every single day will be helpful too. This one from Person. Ryan said that God punishes people in hell. I'm curious. I thought hell was empty of God or separation from God. Oh, good question. So I did mention, yes, God is the one who punishes people in hell, not Satan. Just like prisons, they're not run by criminals, they're run by the government to punish criminals, right? So God is the one who runs hell. And so hell is not separation from God. That is a misconception that people spread. It's separation maybe from his love, but not separation from him completely. It's actually the very presence of his anger and wrath being poured out upon the people who are there. You know how it says in Hebrews 10.35 or Hebrews 10.31, it says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's terrifying to fall into the hands of God's judgment. And that is why people should be fearing God and coming to Christ now, believing that Jesus died for their sins. They don't have to experience God's judgment for all eternity. Atheists would love to be separated from God. I heard this clip the other day of someone saying, oh, you know, God's such a gentleman. If you don't want God, he'll allow you not to have him forever. That's far from the truth. God is good, yes. But the reason why people are going to hell is because it's God's anger for them rejecting God and doing what's evil and wicked in his universe. And so that's justice that he sends people to hell. This one from Travis. How do I get my girlfriend to believe in Christ? I'm a strong believer, but she's not. Share the gospel with her. Tell, tell her the message of Christ and him crucified. And that Common Analogies video that's on our YouTube channel, it's called Common Analogies for Gospel Conversations. It's on the main page of our YouTube. Check that out. That'll give you all some really cool tips on how to share the gospel effectively with her. Now, if she doesn't want to believe, though, let's say you go and share it with her, and she's like, nah, I don't want to believe in what Christ did for me. Well, then you actually have to make that very tough decision to say, look, well, we can't continue this relationship together because I care more about Jesus than anything else. And Jesus tells me in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 that I'm not allowed to become a partner with an unbeliever. You're an unbeliever. I'm not allowed to date you, continue to date you, and I definitely can't marry you. And so therefore, I cannot continue in this relationship with you if you're not a Christian. Maybe difficult to do, but you love Jesus more than you even love her, don't you? But pray that God saves her and that she would be open-hearted to the truth. This one from Andrew K., who's asked, 
Should women keep their heads covered? And if not, should they at least have it covered during prayer? Now what you're referring to is 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It doesn't say women should cover their head. It talks about a wife. Not a woman, but a wife. Because it seems to be a cultural... There's two explanations. Either it's referring to her long hair being the natural head covering, or the second explanation is that it's referring to a cultural practice where a woman, a wife, would show submission to her husband by wearing a head covering. And that if a wife is, for some reason, not doing that in that culture, she's just basically saying, I don't care about God's gender roles. And that's dishonoring God and dishonoring her husband. But since in today's society, that's not how a woman shows submission by putting something over her head. Therefore, um, there's no need for that. Instead, a wife should still submit to her husband in a way that the Bible says is appropriate. This one from Julian. I find myself doing the same prayer. What are some better ways to pray? Yeah, if you're not sure what to pray, before you start praying, write a list and think about people in your life who you might be able to pray for. Your family, your friends, the government, the people you might know as acquaintances, people at school, work, all those sort of things. Think about who's not saved. You can pray for them. Think about who may be unwell. You can pray for them. Think about all the blessings God's given you. Thank him for that. Think about areas in your life where you're still sinning. You can pray for that. And it won't be long before you've got a whole decent list of things that you can pray to God for. This one from T.Y. Can women preach or give authority in the church? According to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, the Apostle Paul does answer that question pretty clearly. Have a read of it. It says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. Now, this is just the context of the local church. The woman is not supposed to be the one teaching at the front or being an elder in that church. Now, some people say, but is this cultural? No, because the reasons that Paul gives are not cultural. Have a read of the next verse. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. So that's the reason why. Simply because God made Adam first and then Eve. That's the reason why women are not, which should not be teachers in the church. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Now, this doesn't mean women less than men. Far from it. The Bible teaches equality between the sexes. Men and women are both made in the image of God. They just have different roles. And so just like a man cannot give birth to a child, doesn't matter how much he might want to call himself the opposite gender. He's not. He's still a man. He cannot therefore bear a child. And so that is the same way that God is not put women to be the ones teaching or preaching in the general assembly of the church, but women can do other things at the church, like teaching children and also women ministries. This one from L. L. Tup, who's asked this. If you lived your entire life as an atheist and doing nothing against Jesus, but just not believing, would you be tortured in hell? Well... By rejecting God's existence, aren't you sinning in the process? If I was a visitor in your house and I just pretended as if you weren't real, and so I acted as if you didn't give me any instructions on what I could or couldn't do in your house, 
you going to appreciate that? Not at all. You're probably going to get so mad at me after a while. You'll kick me out of your house if I'm pretending you're not real. And that's exactly what atheists are doing. No atheist has a good reason to reject God. They're all just pretending God's not there because they want to live life their own way. And that greatly offends God. And it shows itself that we've all done sins by lying and stealing and swearing and lusting. So everyone needs to trust that Jesus paid for their sin to not end up in hell. And so I encourage you, if you've been an atheist, to no longer be an atheist. Acknowledge that this universe cannot make itself. It must therefore have a creator for it. And believe that Jesus died for your sin while you still can, because he's not going to be offering you mercy and forgiveness on the day Jesus returns. Okay, next question came in from Silly Goose. How do we know that the New Testament is unchanged? What's the proof of it? This is how. As soon as the New Testament documents were written, they were immediately duplicated and spread throughout the whole world. And we've discovered about 5,600 manuscript copies of the New Testament to see that it hasn't changed. Because all those copies, they say largely the same thing. And that is why we can know, even if someone wanted to change one of those copies, or five of those copies, guess what? They wouldn't be able to get the rest of them. And so we can know still what the original said. Not only do we have that, we've got also 25,000 copies in other languages handwritten manuscript copies of the of the new testament and we've even got quotations from so many people in the first centuries quoting all these different verses in the new testament so we can we can actually compile the entire new testament back together even just purely from those quotations and other people's writings and so it shows the bible has not been changed this one from king how can we pray for people that we see in public. Well, you can pray in your head and you can pray for the person you see. You don't need to go up to them. Some people think I need to go up to them and lay my hand on them and that's when I can pray for them. You can pray for them just by looking at them and thinking in your mind and praying those thoughts in your mind. You don't actually have to put your hand on them. This one from Julian. What are some goals that we should have as Christians? Live each day for the Lord. That should be our goal. And be content with what you have. A lot of times we as people just generally are not content. We're always like, oh, I wish I had more. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Be content with what you've got. Know that you should be in hell right now. I should be in hell for my sins. And yet God hasn't thrown me into hell yet. And if you remind yourself of that every day, you're going to definitely be content. As you know, wow. God allowed me to have another day today. When I should have woken up in hell, God, you're incredible. And even if you don't have everything you want, you're going to be content because you'd be like, yeah, it's better than what I deserve. I've never had a bad day compared to those who are in hell right now. Contentment is key as a Christian. And that will then help you to have less of an earthly focus and more of a heavenly one. It'll make you say, look, even if I'm not as rich as that person, even if I don't have that relationship that someone else has, that's okay. I came into this world with nothing, and I'll leave this world with nothing. If I've got food and clothing, I'm going to be content. And I know where I'm going when I die. And that'll help you to say no to sin, 
to say yes to God and living his way, making his gospel known to this lost and dying world. This one from Tina. Can gay people be Christians? Do you know what? A gay person can actually come to trust in Christ and be saved. Yeah. But they've first got to acknowledge that they've, that they've sinned against God. That sin is bad. Sin is not good. So instead of being proud of their sin, they'll be like, oh, sin is horrible now. I've offended God by all the sexual sins and other sins that they might have done. They realize that they've done is wrong, realize they deserve hell, but then they trust in Christ, just like we do. And we can be and they can be forgiven and go to heaven. And as a result, they want to live differently. They don't want to live indulging in the lusts of their flesh anymore, just like we don't, if we trust in Christ. Gabby's asked, why do Pentecostal churches speak in tongues? Okay. I think they're getting it. Basically, the reason why they do it in the 21st century is because they're following tradition. They're following experiences. They see other people doing this thing, what they think is speaking in tongues, and they copy it. In fact, they try and teach it by just saying, say syllables over and over again. Bam, you're speaking in tongues. Friends, that's not the biblical idea of speaking in tongues. You never got taught it. It was a supernatural gift, not a private prayer language, which is what they claim today, but a supernatural ability that God gave to the apostles and a bunch of other people to speak in earthly languages that they previously haven't studied. You can read about that in Acts chapter 2. They are Pentecost. They were speaking known languages. I don't see that happening in basically any Pentecostal church today. Usually speaking kind of syllables, but not known languages as per what the Bible describes in Acts chapter 2. This one from Pack, who's asked, why does God allow evil if he's such a loving God? Well, God is very loving. He's also very just. But who's the one who's doing the evil? Is it God or is it people? It's people. So the question we should really be asking is not, why does God allow evil? It's that, why hasn't God sent those people into hell yet who've done the evil? That's because he's patient. You see that? So this doesn't, God allowing evil in the world doesn't impugn his character. It just shows how wicked we are as people. And we should be grateful that God hasn't consumed us yet. And we should then be grateful that he sent his own son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to bear the wrath that we should get so that we don't have to be in hell. That is the love of God on full display. JK's asked this, how do you know there's an afterlife? We know there's an afterlife because, first of all, we know there's a creator because the, cre the universe can't make itself, just like my house can't. It had to have a builder, so the universe had to have a creator. And God's made us, the creator's made us with a conscience. So we know right from wrong. There needs to be then a place of punishment for those who do wrong and a place of no punishment for those who don't do wrong or those who have been forgiven, showing then a hell and a heaven. Secondly, Jesus proved to us about an afterlife by his resurrection from the dead. He rose back to life and he said that after we die, there is heaven and hell. This one from Florida. Once saved, always saved. Is that true? 
yes if we define it correctly. Let's define it correctly. It doesn't mean that you can believe once and then you give up and you're still saved. No. Once saved, always saved means that if you truly trust in Christ, you're going to continue to trust in Christ until the end. God will, in fact, even ensure that you remain believing in Jesus. And therefore, since you're always believing in Jesus, you're always saved. Those who give up on their faith were never really truly trusting in Christ to begin with. Also, secondly, uh, what I was going to say is that Jesus dies for all of your past and all of your future sins if you believe in him. So that means there's not a sin that you could do that's too big that Jesus couldn't pay for. This one from Sasuk, who's asked, My stepdad says that Jesus didn't die for our future sins. That is, those the, one, the ones that we commit after we were saved. How do I prove him wrong? Are there any Bible verses? Yes, there are. Colossians 2.13 makes very clear how many sins of ours that Jesus died for. Have a read of it. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us how many of our trespasses? Having forgiven us all our trespasses. You see that? All of them. He didn't miss some. He's like, whoops. No, he paid for all of them. That must include future sins. Another verse would be First uh, John chapter 2, verse 1. It says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins. Notice that. He doesn't say, if anyone does sin, look, you've lost. you got to get saved again. If anyone sins, you've got an advocate. Jesus who's already paid for that sin. Notice future sins, future sins. Even the Apostle Paul himself describes in Romans chapter 7 that he keeps on doing things that he knows he shouldn't do. doesn't mean Paul's not saved. Christians sin, but our salvation is not resting upon our obedience, which is what your stepdad thinks. He thinks it's based on his goodness, how good he is. He won't make it into heaven. If he believes that, he's actually on his way to hell. If you think it's you're not sinning that plays a part in going to heaven because your trust then is at least partly in yourself to save you. It must be 100% the work of Jesus and 0% us not sinning. The reason why we don't want to sin in the future is just out of gratitude to God for what he's done for us. Isaac's asked, how do I read the Bible and not get bored by it? By seeing what kind of book you have in your hands. When you read the Bible, you're not just reading any ordinary book, like reading a newspaper or a novel. You're reading a book written by God himself. Wow. That's pretty special. If you're written, reading a book written by the all-knowing, all-powerful creator, you're going to be like, whoa, I'm going to find out what he's got to say to me. And as you read through it, you're going to be encouraged. So have that mindset. But then also get rid of any distractions that you might have around you while reading it, because that's often what can get you distracted. And so go into a quiet place to read, and that will be good for you. Uh, this one from Elisa. What would you say if someone made the argument, how can you believe in something that you can't see? Well, I'd say to them, 
can you see my parents? Have you seen my parents? And they'll say, no. Say, okay. Do you believe that my parents are real? And they'll say, yes. It's like, how do you know? You haven't seen them. There you go. So you're believing in something you can't see. And it's right to believe in things you can't see because you know that I couldn't exist if I didn't have parents. You know the building couldn't exist unless it has a builder. And so you know the universe couldn't exist unless you have a cre creator for it. So we all believe in things that we cannot see, and rightfully and rationally so. This one from Elisa as well. Why are there many different types of Christian branches? And what's the biblically correct one? I think because Satan does like to try and confuse people. But also secondly, because people like the idea of Jesus in some ways, but they don't want to believe in what he really had to say. They want to hold into their own works and their own pride. And so can I encourage you? Don't just go to a... Some people get deceived by things that they see on TikTok. They see someone saying, oh, only the Catholic Church is the true one, or only the Orthodox Church is the true one. Friends, that's, that's just blatant lies. The Bible never even uses the word Catholic or Orthodox even once. Instead, Jesus doesn't start a particular local church or a, local, a particular branch of churches. He starts his church, just made of anyone who believes in Jesus, that Jesus died for their sin. You're part of his church, even if you've never stepped foot in a church building in your, in your entire life. But when you do try and find a good local church to go to, go to one that doesn't teach you that it's your works that save you. The Catholic and Orthodox churches teach that good works play a part in salvation. They say that you've got to get baptized, you've got to keep the commandments, you've got to go to the priest, you've got to do all these other good deeds to be saved. And that is opposite to Christianity. The Bible teaches we're saved by grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ, and not as a result of any of our works. Really important to be discerning. Really important to be discerning. And how do you get more discerning? By reading your Bible more. And that way you won't be deceived by the next video you might see on TikTok where someone tries to say to you that you've got to join some random church. No. You know, I know what the Bible says. I'm saved by grace, through faith, not as a result of what church I go to. Not a result of my actions at all. So if you're looking for a church, I generally recommend maybe look for a Baptist church. Baptist is usually pretty good. Presbyterian can be decent as well. Just check the individual church to see what they teach. Wow, you guys have got epic questions. Can I just commend you for that and say good on you with asking all these questions that you've got? And remember, you can ask any questions whenever we're live. You can ask, put those questions in the chat, and we'll endeavor to answer them. Now, I invite you all to participate in our Bible trivia. Kahoot together. Let's do it. And if you guys haven't joined our Discord server, the invite is also open to that. Please do join that. The invite link should be in the chat so you can join that. All right. It's Kahoot time. So let me open up the Kahoot. And I'm going to give you a game code, which or a game link even, that you can just simply press on in the chat in just a moment. This will be an H-question Bible trivia game. You're going to have some fun, even if you don't know too much about your Bible, or even if you're very knowledgeable about your Bible, you'll have some fun in the process. 
Here we go. Get ready to join, as it says on the screen. The pin today is 4915732. And that link should appear in the chat right now. So there you go. Click on that. And let's play a game of Bible trivia. And while you're doing that, Patricia's just asked the question, is praying to or praising saints bad? Yeah, it is bad. Very bad. Because they're not God. We should only pray to God. We shouldn't pray to anyone else. Imagine this. Imagine if I started praying to my wife. You'd be like, what are you doing, bro? You're praying to your wife? What are you doing? Right. I think Mary thinks the same. Why are you praying to her? She's, she's not God. Go pray to God. Only God's all-knowing. Mary is not. If a church tells you that it's good to pray to someone who's not God, even though the Bible never gives an example of anyone praying to a saint, yeah, don't go to that kind of church if you can. Yeah. Uh, Chantel's also asked, hey, do you believe people who claim to have died met Jesus and come back to life? I wouldn't put trust in what they say because Jesus has said that he's the only one who's died and come down. Oh, Jesus is the only one who came down from heaven, meaning those people who claim they've gone to heaven and come back would be contradicting what Jesus had to say. All right, 26 of you in. Come on, guys, join in. If there's more of you in the chat that haven't joined the Kahoot, please do. We're about to start. Click on that link and you'll have some fun. We've got Paul Fry the fourth. There you go. He's in, he's playing this game. Uh, we got Noah, Ty, Zero, Alyssa, Kevin, I love Jesus, Harmony, Jesus King, Sparta, Kate, Matthew, Dushan, T, Josh, Mystery Man, Silly Goose, Giant Ruben, <laughs> Sunny, Aiden, Loveheart, Hi, Nev, Right Angle, Isaiah, Furman, Romans, and Chanti. Okay, are you guys ready? We're going to start this game in approximately five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go! Adventure time with Barber Trivia. It's fun. Here we go. Jesus tells parables about the lost son, the lost sheep, and the lost what? Is it the lost fox, the lost coin, the lost drink, or the lost marble? And the answer is the lost coin. The lost fox. It's funny. It's uh, 10 of you selected that. But yeah, that's not in the Bible, but the lost coin is. So now you know. There's a lost son, there's a lost sheep, and there's a lost coin representing God's seeking the lost. This one, Paul Fry is in the lead. Romans is second. Mystery Man's third. Josh is fourth. And Right Angle is right in the right spot. Position number five. True or false? Pilate agreed with the religious leaders that Jesus deserved to die. True or 
false. The answer is false. The Pontius Pilate, the governor, actually said he is an innocent man. He even washed his hands of him, as that picture just really clearly showed there. I might have given it away. The answer is false. He thought it was innocent, but because of the crowd, he made him get crucified. Josh has climbed up into second, and Giant Reuben is in fifth. But Ty, good job there, climbing up four spots. How many times did the rooster crow after Peter denied Jesus? Now, this would be a tricky one. This is like a Carissa-level question, I think. <laughs> How many times did the rooster crow after Peter denied Jesus? Actually, yeah, so there we go. The answer is t two. Only five of you got that. Yeah, so Peter denied Christ three times, which the scripture says, but it also says in Mark that the rooster will crow twice. Now, a helpful way of remembering this for next time is that there's one Peter, there's two two crows of roosters that are crowing, <laughs> or a rooster that crows twice, and there's three denials. Okay, that was a Carissa-level question. Don't be afraid if you got that wrong. Okay, Mystery Man has climbed up into second spot, and Right Angle is in fourth. Well done, Noah. You climbed up 12 spots. Store up your something in heaven. Store up your what? Seashells in heaven? Lord, see my shells. Trees in heaven? Pillows in heaven or treasure in heaven? What do you think it would be? Jesus calls us to store up our treasure in heaven. Where it's safe from hungry moths. Where things don't become rust buckets and thieves don't come along and spoil your day. Here we go. No changes in the top five, but Jesus' king has climbed up three spots let's keep on going on which mountain did moses receive the law that is the ten commandments look at those mountain ranges there rocky mountain ranges the answer is mount sinai mount sinai Good job. I think Mount Horeb is another name for Mount Sinai, but there's no Mount Pi or Mount C or Mount Caleb. All right, let's keep. Let's go to the scoreboard. Right angles climbed up into third spot. Zero has climbed up four spots. Paul Fry, you are still holding your lead really well at the moment. Let's keep on going. Typing answer. Name someone who showed up at the empty tomb of Jesus. So it's a typing one, so think about who showed up there at the empty tomb of Jesus.
And let's review your answers. So you've got Mary, Peter, John, Mary, Mary, Maru, Mary. Uh, we've got the angels, yo. <laughs> Mary, Maria, that's fine. Roman guards, yeah, you could say that they were already there, but I'll let that be correct. James, hmm. Now it says Peter and John went to the empty tomb. I don't think it says specifically that James did, though. So, well done. Let's go check the scoreboard. No changes in the top five, but 17 players just hit an answer streak of three. That's a good job, you guys. 17 of you getting an answer streak of three. There's still two more questions to go. You ready? Let's go. In John 8, Jesus responded to the Jews, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was... Is it I wasn't? Or I am? Or I ate food? Or Paul preached? <laughs> before Abraham was, Paul preached. <laughs> don't think that would make sense. And the answer is, before Abraham was, I am. And that's actually a claim to deity there. Jesus right there is claiming to be God. Because the word I am is the name of God given to Moses in the burning bush. God's name was I am. Jesus says he is the I am. Oh, Romans has climbed up into fourth spot. Still one more question, though. Let's see what happens here. True or false, Judas Iscariot died of leprosy. And the answer is false. Judas Iscariot chose to hang himself. So the answer is false. All right. Let's go and check the podium. Let's find out what happened. Third spot goes to Right Angle. Good job there, Angel. Second spot goes to Mystery Man, whoever that is. The Sunnies. Top spot goes to Paul Fry, the fourth. Well done there, Carissa. Doing well. Romans came fourth. And Giant Ruben coming into the top five again, Ruben. Right at 5 a.m. In, in the Netherlands right now. Coming into top spot. Good job, man. <laughs> hey, did you guys have some fun with that? Hopefully you did. Uh, it was fun to host it. Oh, it's almost 6 a.m. for Ruben where he is in the Netherlands. He's a trooper. So it's just like my friend Alfie over there in the UK. It's probably late for him. But good on you, Alfie, and others who stay up late for this stream. Good that you love the Lord and you are wanting to learn more about him. Your great encouragement. Now, when are we on tomorrow, you might say? Well, if, you, if you're a regular, you'll know it's 7 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Ruben, what, what is it in Netherlands time? What? What's the start time of the stream in the Netherlands? Uh, 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Netherlands time, 12 a.m. UK time, or 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard time. So wherever you happen to be in the world, 
work that out based on your own time zone. Let's go and do the outro question. I love that Reuben said, quoted Psalm 1, and on his law he meditates day and night. Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> All right, outro question. Has anyone got a suggestion of an outro question we could ask? Hmm, okay. Let me think. All right, let's maybe do this. When you guys drink a drink of something, like a milkshake or some sort of, say it's a cold drink, any cold drink, do you prefer with a straw or without a straw? What do you prefer? Let us know in the chat. We want to hear your answers, and we'll get the team also to give their answers to you. Now, I would say, now, Beck is someone who loves drinking cold drinks with a straw. But for me, I'll be without a straw. That way, I can even sometimes, if it's got ice in it, mm, I can then have some of the ice in my mouth too, which I like. It's a goodbye from Ryan. Merry Christmas from Glenn. Glenn, with a straw or without a straw when you drink drinks? Uh, I don't care. Either's fine with me. I guess without a straw because straws are for... <laughs> Straws are for children, right? And I'm an old man. Don't old men eat, drink things with a straw sometimes when they're really old? It, it's more sort of, you know, it's more proper for a guy to drink from a glass without a straw. <laughs> my, I'm digging a hole deeper for myself now. Well, I would probably choose a straw. I don't know. I like drinking with a straw. Buy from Angel. So I would say without a straw, just drink in a glass, right? And uh, a goodbye from Ruben. Yeah, I would say similar to the glass I got here, I like to actually like hold it and move it around so I can hear the ice. So without a straw for sure. This is a farewell from Joshua. Um, not sure if we can hear sound. We'll go to the next person. Yeah, go. Um, I always drink my drinks with a straw, specifically metal straw especially if it has ice because yeah, i don't know why it's just a thing that i have anyways bye from carissa lord willen we'll see you tomorrow from daxton and willie and whoever else served today by the way congratulations if you just uh graduated training i think that was willie today awesome we need more laborers um it depends on what drink it is if it's something that can stain my teeth it's going to be drunk through a straw or drinking or however you guys say that. But if it's water, I'm going to drink it as it is. God bless. Yeah, and Ruben said, do you like paper straws? 
and Beck like Any- has great aversion to paper straws. He's like, no way, not paper. No. Anything but paper. Um, <laughs> but thanks, guys, for your answers. Looks like it was a bit half-half, with or without. Look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Go and serve your king.